everybody, and welcome back to The Televoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mara Kate Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, LaToya Ferguson. Hey, LaToya. Five by five? Five what by five what? <laughs> hey, LaToya. And we are joined by returning guests. What's up, Ryan Tumabing? Hey, guys. How are you? <laughs> um, great. I am terrific, Ryan, because today we're talking about <laughs> You're true five calling. five, you could say. Yep. Five by five. Or one by three or whatever. It's True Calling, <laughs> uh, the Elijah Dushku vehicle uh, from from the, the glorious 2000s. Uh, uh, it was season one, episode three. Uh, there were only two seasons of this show because it was canceled abruptly practically after season one, but they let them get a little bit into season two. Well, it didn't get much Keep in mind, two. the first episode aired October 30th, 2003, and the last episode aired January 21st, 2008. So yeah. try to figure out how that works. It's in nuts. another network. <laughs> so what's happening? <laughs> Yeah, we should say that the finale, I guess you could call it, it was like a special, and it aired a full three years after the final episode aired. So, yup. Uh, there's no, there's it's not, chance to bring it back, you guys. <laughs> this would be a ter- honestly, this would be a terrific show to reboot. I'll say that out the gate. Like, this is a great show. This is, I am like, one of those people where I watch the it's show. It's a solid high concept show. It is, and I watch. That needed a better execution. Better writing, better acting, a lot of things. <laughs> but, um. It's, it's- it's something that could probably do great on cable, or even just network now, honestly. Yeah, or Netflix. Just do, like, a six-episode mm-hmm. series or something small. I mean, you could do a ton of, like, cool, stylistic stuff with it, but... Of oh course, none of the so, actors would want to go back, but, you know. Honestly, exactly. they could all use the work. I don't know. <laughs> At least some of them. Elijah Dushku, maybe. But, uh, so... Hey, she was just great on Banshee, so Right! She'll be great on She's this good. again when she reboots it. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so this is, like... Uh, if you're not familiar with what you're calling... First of all, it's spelled true, T-R-U, because her name is true. It's not just that it's her true calling. But uh, it's a it's a show from the 2000s. <laughs> 2000, uh, I think, 4 is when it started. but uh, Or maybe 2003. Three. Okay. So sh- it's... She relives the day again. Now, I mean, the plot, the pilot goes over this more in depth, which I can mention at the very end. We'll go into like a lot of the miscellaneous nonsense around the show because, surprise, there's tons of it. But Mara, like, make the- sure you make it clear that it's not like she gets tomorrow's newspaper today. <laughs> today, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> God damn it, early edition. Yeah, but it really is. It is. It's like the female equivalent of early edition, but like morbid. Or it's like not- early edition it's- meets pushing daisies. But also, like, less morbid in a way. Like, I almost feel like early edition was darker. Like, the show in parts, it's definitely dark, There's don't no get me way wrong. early edition was darker. But it was! Like, it was darker in the sense that, like, like it's darker because, I don't know. It's in, it's darker in the sense that, like, okay. Hmm, I mean, she talks to this. dead people. Come on now. It's like how Alan like Alda. She's a dead person into talking her in this episode. Oh, yeah. Right, but it's like how Alan Alda is. Like, Alan Alda can <laughs> either be, like, this, like, fluffy, adorable dude who's wearing, like, old man sweaters, or also, like, the creepiest motherfucker alive. Like, it's like, you, you either have to go one way or the other with him. Like, he can only, not that it's, like, a bad thing, but he's, he's a person who either plays an excellent villain or an excellent, like, champion like you can't really play somebody in between so this is the kind of show where i feel like it's like they didn't really know what to do with it so they kind of just made her a likable protagonist question mark but like she has nothing like there's not really a whole lot of information about her like it's a really weird like the whole show itself is about into getting her pi on and like breaking and entering in this episode like this is only the third episode she's still trying to figure out this whole whole my notes are my notes while copious, are, are, in the first, like, ten minutes, I looked up, after having taken a couple random notes here and there, and I, I had paused it to take a note, 
And then I went to go p- play again. I'm like, 10 minutes has gone by? I'm like, this is <laughs> flying by. I'm like, nothing's happened. I'm like, I thought I had barely taken well, it. Like, it they, was, it was well, amazing. They have to set up the day that to be like Groundhog Day so she can be right. like, hey, this is my proof. So what we should say, I'll say more specifically, even though we kind of get into it later in the episode, but like just to preemptively explain the show premise to you is that when I say she relives the day again, she literally, you go through a day, she works in a morgue, when she sees a dead body, they do this fucking creepy shit. See? Turn the- it is straight up the- No, it's, this is where it's, it's the creepiest dark. thing I've ever seen, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's up there. It's honestly one of those things Help where it's like me. they- <laughs> It's me. one of those things where they completely misunderstood how dark it was gonna look on screen, I feel like. So they just made it, like, a, a thing- Cause it's a recurring thing. It happens every episode, basically. It happens in the goddamn opening credits. It happens. It happens. Technically speaking, without her actually doing the turning and looking at her with her mother, her own fucking mother. Like it's creepy. Where it's like, help me. She doesn't say help me. She says it's okay. <laughs> but it's still like super... it's still creepy. I mean, how do we make it less creepy? Do we want the dead people to be like, hey girl, hey girl? <laughs> no, just say it in their normal voices and not <laughs> that's the creepy true. ghost voice they're all using. <laughs> yeah, so true. Yeah, or or it, what, what should really happen is it should happen when she opens their eyes or something like that. Because then God. she could at least, like, just, like, you know, open their eye, she'll look into their eye, and then it'll kind of, like, she'll zone out, basically, like she's seeing into their eye. Like, that's a cool, simple way where she can discreetly look into someone's eye and see the, fu- see the past or the future, whatever. That's what she could do. Like, uh, that makes a lot more sense than, like... I had to describe this better because I don't want to have to make people go out there and watch it because it'll give them nightmares. Because it's basically picture someone on a moor in a, in the morgue on a slab. They basically are just lying there dead, and then she she walks into a room, say, and like pulls somebody out, and then at random intervals because it never happens on demand. It happens like whenever they feel like it, like because that's just the way it fucking works on the show. So she like oh op- she'll pull someone out of the morgue thing, like the wall where they're all on the tables. And she has to, like, just kind of, like, walk around and, like, do a little dance and, like, wait around. And then finally they feel like asking for help. And the body, no lie, even though it's stone dead, it's, it's like, suddenly comes to life. Its head only twists to the side, looks at her dead in the eyes and says, help me. Like that. And honestly, and I think it. it's the act of the turning of the head that's creepier than that's the so ghost help me voice. So It's so oh, creepy. And it's like, a, it is like a jump scare. Like, it happens in a way that they frame it. It is very creepy. Like, it, it cuts out suddenly. And she, even this one, she wants it to happen. And she, like, does the stuff to get it to happen. And she's still kind of spooked. Because, like, it still takes her by, like, it's it's disturbing. It's, it's a disturbing creepy, thing yeah. to say. And so, like, that's, like, the, the happy, like, like getting the the episode to start moment. Where it's like, this is, if this is, like, what gets your, your plot started... That's a bad, it's a bad foot to start every episode off on. It's like, oh my god, I'm terrified. But anyway, so that happens later on in the episode, but like, that's what the happens. The actual start of the episode involves the, the worst song ever. Oh my god. loudly blasting. Well, <laughs> well she replays, it replays at the end, because we do relive the day. But I should, so, song. before we get to that, just so, after they scream, after they say, help me, she then proceeds to, actually, does it help happen them. immediately, does it happen immediately as it as they do that, I guess? Yeah, I, yes. I realized now yep. I kind of blank out because it was so horrifying. <laughs> but it kind of makes you feel like she could technically go to bed and then wake up again. But really, she just like blanks out and then wakes up as if the day has started for anew. So it's pretty much just Groundhog Day, and it's you know the, the 
alarm clock rings, whatever happened happened last, she lives it all over again, and she has the opportunity to change events throughout the day. Now, hopefully change events. Hopefully. In the second episode, she basically meets her true love, and she has to help him, but she's not able to help him. <laughs> Oh rip! Um, yeah, so she—it's—it's it's stuff like that where it's—it's it's pretty like—it's a pretty boilerplate show where it's mostly just people, you know, young stiffs coming in the morgue. She's helping them. This episode's a little different because when she um, gets the news that the person who's who's dead, we'll see a little bit more about it once we get to that point. It's about her brother, so we'll get into why it's about her brother, but it's a little more personal this time. <laughs> Even though she seems to take everything really personally, but uh, so the episode starts out like it's it's a show about a person in the morgue, so right away you know you're supposed to be kind of like creeped out. So, like, there, it starts off with her just, like, walking down the hallway, and then there's, like, light bulbs flickering, but really it's just light bulbs flickering, and, some, and one of the, her boss is changing a light bulb. And you well, and help, uh, help me. Help. Uh, help me. It's, it's just him asking <laughs> for But it's help. him just fucking around. And also, and, I was watching it with the closed caption on, and it literally was saying, a tense instrumental music intensifies. <laughs> like, great. Thanks. Yep. And um, we should mention that her boss in this scene where he's literally arbitrary just changing a light bulb happens to be Zach Galifianakis. So (laughs) if you are not familiar with the show, it starred Elijah Dishku as the main character, Zach Galifianakis as her boss. You might be familiar with it now just if we tell you like who's in it. Yeah, well, it would help. But, like, uh, oh, that show! Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> so he he's playing pretty much a straight man in this episode. Like he's very very normal compared to most other Zach Galifianakis characters. He's just a creepy, like awkward person. But he's still just you know he's a morgue director. He's is or whatever the equivalent of that is. So, so he um he's her boss and he's just changing a light bulb out. And he he asked her, I guess maybe sensing the fact that she was a little freaked out by the light flickering and she seems like a little unnerved. He asked her if she likes it there because we we I also having watched the the pilot a little bit to refresh my memory. Um, this show starts out with her being just graduating, going as a medical intern to a uh, well, she's among other things she's sleeping with one of her professors, but Played to the hospital. Oh yeah, but uh, she she it all falls through because of the chaos of that, among other things. So she eventually just turns it all like blah, 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 and she just kind of like grabs a internship at a morgue, which actually. I think is part of why I had a very soft spot for iZombie going into it, because it's a very similar plot in a weird way, even though iZombie isn't her, have her fucking her Mm -hmm. boss. Um, uh, it has her at least, like, having a a similar, like, crisis of faith, where she has all this interest in, like, helping people, but her supernatural ability drives her into working in a morgue. And there's been other shows that have done this, but I think those two are both, like, really successfully transition it to understanding why it's important, and not just, like, a scenery thing. Because I like that X-Files has a similar bit of that, but it's more like she's performing autopsies and it's more helpful. This is, like, more, I think that the fact that she just lives among the dead all day really kind of, like exemplifies why the show like is a little creepy like on its basis it's creepy in, in some ways so anyway so so the the boss is just sort of asking her if she likes it there and she's still kind of you know getting her feet on the ground i mean she's sort of interested in it it's a better fit for her than she can ever really truly admit because it's like she's got all these dead bodies she can save all these people. It's like the perfect setup. It's the same as iZombie, where she's got all the brains she could she could help for. So, I mean, she doesn't say it outright, but she's like, yeah, yeah I kind of like it. Like, she's kind of, like, tap dances around the subject, and that's just more, like, you know, filler. Because most of this episode, a lot of it is filler. A lot of it is, like, people sitting down to have conversations that don't even matter. <laughs> and you have to sit through the entire conversation, like, 
what is the point of this? And I like you, AJ Cook, but what the hell are you doing on this show? (laughs) It's useless here. The whole whole episode! She's replaced with Lizzie Kaplan next the second season, which upgrade, honestly. Sorry. Again, it's like as if we could not make this show sound more stacked with stars. It literally is AJ Cook to Lizzie Kaplan. So think about that. Like on its own, that's crazy. But it's like, they, I, I cannot stress enough, too, though. Like, we mentioned Zach Galifianakis. He happens to be in the beginning. And he is, I would argue, definitely one of the main characters. But he's still, like, a kind of a background No, He's not, like, a big name at this point at all. And he's just pretty much there, like, to be, like, a looming figure. He's not, like, the main character is definitely Elijah Dushku and her brother, I would say. Even though he's not really well, going to do anything too much. Because Davis, Zach Galifianakis' character, does become, like, a more important character once, like, it's revealed, oh, he knew her mom, He too, knew about Of course he knew her mom. Everyone fucking knew her mom, apparently. And that's <laughs> so when he finds out her secret. But until he knows her secret, yeah. it's... Which is tr- true of most shows like that, I think. They kind of become bigger. Like, like you could say the same of, like, Robbie from, from iZombie, if you want to use that comparison. But, like, I... It, I think generally that she's definitely taken. I think the, the siblings, the three siblings, are, are the three. I, I'm sorry, I have to read the description for episode nine of the season because <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous, especially on the Harrison front. So when True catches <laughs> the man back covering up a murder, he shoots Davis and fires at True before the day rewinds. As True races to prevent the death of the bride, Davis and possibly herself, Harrison finally begins to believe True's secret. How does finally he not believe her secret begins. after this episode? He should know by the pilot, because she helps him, like... Oh, yeah, whatever. seriously, by the pilot, he should... <sighs> oh, he's no. the worst. I fucking hate... He's such a scumbag three, character. Episode, like, he's... Come on. Her, her siblings are awful on the show. Like, well, I, that's part of... at least a coke addict. Which is, like... no excuse. I, when she threw that line out there, I was like, what is she... Like, what is... What is this show? I was like, it was so... Like, a, it was such an adult line for a show that was basically just, like you know, solving murders for kids. Like, it does not feel, it, it doesn't feel at all on the same tone of the show to me. I like, mean, remember, this is Fox 2003. Fox was edgy. Uh, but, but, like, edgy in the- Lane <laughs> And John Doe. True. But I also feel like, well, true. Uh, but it was, like, the kind of- <laughs> It was the kind of thing where it felt like they had a successful show already, like, set up, and then they were like, let's just add a cokehead. Who could do coke on this show? Well, the sister's not doing much. Let's give her like, the role of coke. Now, you can lift Especially the sister. Jessica Collins looks nothing like either one of them. No, I know! And it's... Oh, I have <laughs> so many she questions. She exist as their sibling. But you could lift the sister out completely and there'd be no difference. Which they do show. come season two. Right. But it's like... it's When yeah, you have a character... Like a dresser either. When, oh, I love that. Well, she's a coke head. What are you gonna do? But I when you have a character... just act like the, the Harrison True are like only two children... They really, they they do even in this episode. I had to look it up. Like I for, I had watched this. This is this is how bad it is. I had watched. That's how whole, bad you are, though. Yeah, but it's been it's well, regardless of how long it's been. But like it's, I've watched this whole show at least three times over. I would say, and I had no recollection of her being the sister because I I did, if I had watched the pilot, she just of course, seemed it like that like bitchy girl who had a coke. At- Habit, who it just seems like her. It seems like her friend from college who works for the DA's office or something. That's who it sounds like. Again, I'm parodying I Zombie, but like I feel like it's a very similar setup. But it happens to be her sister in this case. But it, it's almost like I Zombie where they had the whole family thing going on, oh, and yeah. they're like, let's just like uh, tuck this away because this is too much drama. And they did, and no one said fucking shit about it. After the first season- Oh, it does suck that she, like, basically had to be disowned from her, by her family. Yeah, like, straight to up to that disowned. Point. Like, I know we're getting a little bit specific into iZombie, so I apologize if we're A, spoiling it, or B, being too heavy-handed, but it is a hugely comparative show to this, I think. But, like, 
that that show did the same thing where they just like lift the family members out like almost like surgically and they never return and I, maybe they will in the future but that kid was too young to keep on that show regularly it would have been awkward mm-hmm. and the same goes for i think her she even though she's older She's just sort of like too. They're all too similar She's in age. A stick in the mud cokehead. They all should ridiculous. Have, it was a ridiculous character to start. But like, why would you? I don't know. Like, there are so many better ways you can introduce. Like, that's why Peyton on that on iZombie works really well. Is because she's got enough closeness that you can put some relationship stuff there. But it's not like you have to check in with her every episode like you would a sister. And it just puts this like this this burden on them. Because you had to check in with the sister. I'm like, who the fuck is this? I'm like, oh, it's the sister. Of course they have to call the sister and ask. But, like, you wouldn't assume that because the way they talk to each other is like a bunch of strangers. It's so weird. They don't come to her fucking graduation in the pilot. They just completely straight up don't show up to their own (laughs) sister's graduation for college. She's basically like uh, Jay's sister from Wonder Falls, only, like, just useless and a cokehead. Yeah, and it's like, what... Why are we supposed to care about these characters? They all seem like a bunch of fucking users. And they then really you give are. this. Her family is awful. And they give her all and this they act like, like power. She's as bad as they are. No, she's never. She's even close to as bad. But she, yeah, I, but they all I, act like she is. Right, and then she and she like she has all this power and like responsibility as now like kind of a superhero of sorts, and like they do nothing to kind of up, to try and uprise the siblings in comparison. So they look like complete. They look like like basically Ugh, if she's a kind an of idiot. Yeah, if she's a kind of shitty character and they're really shitty, you don't make her a better character and keep them as shitty because they're going to look even worse by comparison, which is what they do. He looks like a but, straight up the brother is like Are we supposed to think that True's kind of shitty though? Because they keep no. saying it. I mean, but, like, she I thinks never she see is. It. I feel bad. She seems she to have did a horrible teacher, self- but again, her teacher was Chris Balaha. So. I mean, she was locking that down as best she could. It was a f- unfortunate that she's 22 and that's a little creepy, but, you know, you gotta start young if you have to <laughs> try and keep Chris Paul off the market. And, like, she thought they were, like, they were in a serious relationship. It wasn't like she was just fucking this guy or something. Yeah, like, and it was- She basically had her life together. It's not her fault that he was cheating. I think that's what I have, I have a hard time with. I mean, I, maybe I should have watched more of the pilot to see her, like, fall from grace or some shit, but, like, truly, she starts out the show and then continues the show, even though she, she switches over- and you could say the same thing, I, I think I'm, I've been comparing it to iZombie pretty similarly, but Liv has a similar thing where it's like, yeah, she kind of throws away the one path in life, but she's yeah, still making li- a Liv pretty- really terrible But, like, at the same time, she's still making a living. Like, she's not, like, you know, it's not like she's, like, a cokehead on the street or something crazy. Like, she's still, <laughs> well, like, living and working also- in a morgue and, like, doing well. Like, yeah. It helps that she doesn't sleep, it seems like. I, this whole episode, like, when does she sleep? Like, she works the night shift. You're right, right. She wakes up in time for yeah, brunch. she's, like, running around the, the docks. Honestly, like... Right? I want this power. I want that power because it just means you can just, like, skip sleeping for a while. You yeah, get a right. lot more done. That's what it seems like. But, yeah, it's, that's amazing. So she she basically just goes goes to... Well, doesn't go to bed. She, like, zonks out at the moment she sees the help me and then wakes up in the morning. But... Yeah, it's it's a weird show because it, she comes across like a real like do-gooder, but her siblings are pieces of garbage. And this episode is really exemplifies that. I don't we're spending a little time on that, but I feel like it's important because you're going to be like, how the fuck is her brother doing this stuff? Because it literally seems like he's a villain. And I think you could argue he kind of is in a way. He's kind of too dumb to be a villain. Well, I, there's going to be a lot I of comparisons. Their entire 
socioeconomic status with how like right he is, oh i am so like, he's on the wrong side of the tracks like so many of my notes. and they are not i have so many of my notes which is just <laughs> how the fuck does she afford this apartment how the fuck does she afford to go to school like i have all these questions and none of it's answered but we'll get to that oh my god i had questions but so like the episode after that little bit where she's like going over her life with Zach Galifianakis, which just sounds like an insane sentence, but it's true. Uh, it's her calling t- in life, perhaps her yeah. true calling. Oh, ooh. and then she um uh she it cuts to the brother. Although if you don't know this about the brother, it's just a dude. But the brother bursts through well, a door, know, and technically we know it's the brother because we. In theory, we've seen the first three, two episodes before this. <laughs> yes, I'm speaking. Well, I guess at this point, no one's watching this live. I think <laughs> yeah, so. people have Wikipedia. True. So the brother bursts through the door with a gun, which yeah, is just he's, like, he's, all right, he's a loaded gun, bursts through a door's a door, uh, gun the worst out. Song drawn. Ever is lasting. I still, Latoya. I did so much research. Did you find out what the name of the song is? I did. Oh shit! Oh, oh hold on one second. Oh, amazing! I looked so hard. In it. I was using all my. I used. I literally. I redownloaded fucking Shazam for this shit because I thought maybe Google. Google now <laughs> isn't working. <laughs> it's called uh, "Image of You" by a band called Red Snapper. Oh, amazing! It plays for like ever. Like it plays on a loop. Like it, it's like this. I don't know. It's like something like. There's a, there's a something where they play it on a loop nonstop, right? I, I'm, like, blanking on it, but I feel like that's, like, a common thing in some movie I'm not thinking of, but whatever it is, it's, like, torturous, and you have to sit there and listen to it, like, on repeat, and it's, like, an old- I do appreciate like, that at the end, Joe Flanagan's like, why do you play this shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he really did. I love that. That was amazing. This is why And it seems like divorced. it's something that she actually has done often and not right. using it to cover- And he really just shooting. was like, fuck you on the way out the tour. And I fucking, like, we'll get to it, but I hate that entire- this entire premise is so grossly anti-woman. Like, I have oh, so really many is. problems with it. Like, it I'm, is- I'm glad the episode doesn't join well on how anti-woman it is but it really yeah isn't. i kind of yeah i reflect it's it's nice to see a woman villain displayed without remorse that was nice i liked that in a degree but the way that, in which they like systematically like use her like potentially battered wife thing yeah. in order to oh, like man, yeah. trick mm-hmm. you it's just so gross like there's a lot we'll get to it but there's a lot of problems with it on like a, a fully aesthetic level where it's like oh they fucked this up in like the premise alone but so so hey, but, kobe is great in the, in the role so. she's great she's oh, fantastic. No, she's fantastic i've got no problems with her so. at all like, or the, husband, the ex-husband like black widow character in that form right and like, the ex-husband's excellent too i thought he did a great job i think he was like there was like a like Dylan McDermott with less like creepiness, so I think he did a good job. <laughs> that is but a so, good way to describe Joe Flanagan, actually. Yeah, <laughs> but so so he so he bursts through the door with a gun, struggles with well Joe Flanagan. We don't know who that is yet. He's just a stranger, and you're like, he's oh probably God, what's like, up? is this his home? Why is he invading this man's home? Is he murdering this dude? But we don't see it happen. We just see the struggle and then a gunshot. So we're like, dun dun dun. Either he dies, something dies, something dies, something dies. We don't know. The terrible fucking then, theme song. Oh, uh, terrible. How dare you? the theme song, the whole credits. The whole credits. Also, what I love about this is, okay, this is maybe, I don't know if Ryan, you're more familiar with it. I know Latoya, you may not notice this, but the eye, I think, it's completely stolen directly from X-Files. Like, straight up, right from the X-Files credits, there's a big, huge, I mean, it's not uncommon to see that in, like, weird, like, um, 
you know, indie 90s horror stuff where a lot of eyes. But, like, it's just, like, eyes opening up close. <laughs> but, like, that one specifically is, like, the, the exact opening of the eye. And then it's, it's like, so similar to the X-Files. I'll, I'll include a link to the X-Files credits. Just compare it in your brain. It's, like, the very ending shot. You can probably picture it if it's, it's a very iconic... Like, X-Files credits ending is just, like, the eye opening with the, you know, something's out there, I, I believe. So, it's, like, whatever. <laughs> so, that, the credit sequence is insane. Everyone's names are listed, which is the first time some people are probably seeing that AJ Cook's in the show, and you're like, what? <laughs> like, everyone who's listed is, like, besides the brother and the sister, pretty, pretty well known. And then, um, after the credits are off, uh, the brother calls True. Um, okay. Like, so many of my notes for this well, are just, like... The brother's like, I hate everything from the get-go. Like, my notes are- I I'm trying not to be too nitpicky, but, like, the brother calls True in the morning for whatever well, yeah, reason. Yeah, 14 hours earlier. Let let's make sure we know this. So yes. We, not, not only do we have, like, she's gonna talk to the dead guy, we have in media res to start this off, really. And it's like- yep. Well, so we have, like, it's, it's a little confusing in that sense, so we're basically watching- Three, we're gonna zoom yeah, backwards in time to talk three times. To a dead person. Yeah, so we're gonna have it, or I guess twice technically, but it's three full turnarounds. And the creepiness here is that like she she basically like wakes up to a phone call from her brother, which I find like what like who does that? I guess that's kind of common to some people, but I'm like you'd have to murder someone for me to I get mean, a she, phone call in the morning. Like she works nights. Yeah, in I mean, a morgue. Her sleep schedule is all I don't even understand it. So and then she does. Her whole PI stuff and it's then goes to It's 2003. Throw a text message or something. Like, that's stupid. Yeah. You do not need to call a brother or a sister. You do not need to, like... Well, no, I don't think she has a cell phone. Harrison does because of his, all of his, oh my you know, God. shady dealings. <laughs> the idea that someone wouldn't have a cell phone, maybe you're right, but, oh my God, that's horrifying. <laughs> but also, like, another thing I hate is that he calls her... On a dying phone. Which, two things. One, why call her then? Charge it first, you asshole. And secondly, who the fuck doesn't charge their phone overnight? Also, he's just asking if she remembers, which she did remember, that it was, they're having brunch at her place. So, like, there was no reason for the call. I hate everything about it. I hate everything about so rude. it. I mean, so rude. And then he's in and bed with like Kobe the Smulders. Most love talk between these two assholes. And also, like, like who the also? I'm I'm personally offended because you're calling someone while you're in bed with Kobe Smulders. Get your fucking priorities straight, man. You you are dedicated to Kobe Smulders when you're in bed with her and nothing else. Like, call someone when she goes to the so shower. She frames him. Because oh, she's honestly, so. underappreciated person. She probably was like, "You don't appreciate me. I'm going to use you to get like my murder on." And it. It should have worked. <laughs> it should have worked. The only reason it didn't work is because True intervened. Like it, she succeeds. In that first day, she fucking succeeds. She goes to she goes to the bank and she makes that a, a, a hero. I'm sure because he was in love with her. Because he he's not like you know being carted off to the cops in that in that scenario. Like he's like kicking and screaming. He's like I'm fucking going to jail for this bitch. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Which is stupid. Because it's like, he already probably has problems with it, and as we see the day, like, more f thoroughly fleshed out in the second go-round. But, like, he he just, he's a, sh like, the brother is such a schmuck. Like, he's just waiting to go to jail for a woman. Like, that's, like, his whole life. Like, he's probably been trying to get a girl to, like, date him, and this is, like, the first time it's really happened. Like a good girl like, to date Oh, him, yeah, yeah, this is great. Like, he just seems like the kind of brother. It really reminds me of, of early season um, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. That's really the exact same person. If you can picture the Aaron Paul, specifically the Aaron Paul that's kind of like the pre-series um, Jesse, 
Jesse, which is, like, where he goes to his parents' house, and you see, like, a lot of that reflected in, like, the way they have conversations about how he's just basically, like, a little piece of shit. And the parents are bad, too, which is his parents, we now find, we also, they talk about a lot, that the fact that the mother's murdered, which is crazy, <laughs> and then the father's, like, a real she villain. She was gunned down, is what they say, right? <laughs> in front of True. <laughs> and then and True- And everyone hates True. Not to what go to, not to, not to go back to it again. The black much. sheep of the family, yes, yeah. you know, she's actually doing something with her life. It's crazy. So. And it's also, like, in the pilot, she gets, like, a, a uh, I'm sorry, or forgiveness from her mother because she couldn't do anything to help save her. Like, she's a fucking six-year-old, seven-year-old kid. Yeah. I'm like, what could she have done to save her? And she's, and then she, like, she, in this, in this like, the pilot episode, she's, like, she basically, like, at the, it's the pilot episode, not to go back to it and dwell on it too much, but it, it opens up on the funeral of, the, of their mother, and they're all children. It's a dark opening to a show, and they're all, like, at the casket. It's, like, in the middle of, like, the, the eulogy. And they're just, like, saying, like, goodbye, Mom. They're gonna close the casket for the last time. And she's saying, like, bye, Mom. And then the mom goes, it's okay, True. You did what you could or something. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, like, she's still seven. And then, like, True's, like, she goes back to her sister in the pew as they're, like, reading the fucking eulogy for her mom. And the sister is, like, probably on coke already, even though she's, like, like 12. And the sister's, like, like fucking giving him punch-up lines where he's, like, this guy's full of shit. About the priest, because he's saying, like, life is good. And, life is, and she's like, he's lying. And I'm like, what oh, a yeah, terrible- a bunch of coke, is what she's thinking. Right! I'm like, what a terrible child to be saying this at your mother's funeral. Just be crying. Like, what is wrong with this family? No one's crying. They're all just children, completely hollowed out of feeling already. And the father is just, like, not even, like, present. And then, um, so this- so she's saying to her sister, like- I talked to mom. She said, it's okay. I couldn't do anything to help. And, and then her sister's just basically like, that's insane. And you shouldn't be hearing voices because that's what insane people hear. It's like the equivalent of like the, the Betty Draper thing where it's like only, only boring people are bored. And she just says, shut your face. Just like, go back to what you're doing. And then like, she's like, this sucks. And then the, the, nothing even really happens of it. They just, they don't say like, no true. We'll get you to a therapist who's gonna I, help you with these types of Don't they bring her to a bunch of therapy, crazy... basically? I can't remember. You would think! But, and that's what the first thing she should say is, uh, I talked to my mom, and she told me, and their therapist was like, alright, we're got a lot to do with you, but, like, she still goes into to medical field. You think somebody at some point would have recommended medical, like, uh, mental health help, like, training or something? Like, what the fuck? What? How has nobody intervened at this point? Her friends are all, like, competent adults, like, it's- Are they? This, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like, AJ Cook is, is you just, seems... You, you, you thought she was a competent adult? I mean, she's she's a human being with a pulse. I mean, <laughs> anybody who's, like, friends... She works in PR, right? So. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't work I don't work in the medical field, and I still know when I had to tell a friend, like, you should probably talk to somebody. Like, this is too much for a girl talk on a Sunday morning brunch. Like, she lets a lot of stuff slide, but I still feel like she would have said... Hey, you should maybe see someone because you clearly are still obsessed with your mother's death as a young at a young age when she was gunned down in front of you. <laughs> like she's been holding on to a lot of stuff, I think, because she starts out this episode basically just like, mm, I'm reflecting on my life and I'm like pretty still hollowed out from all that stuff. But she she reads like this, like like this this do gooder want to be helpful thing, and her brother is like meanwhile in bed with Kobe Smolders, just completely like casual about everything like could not a care in the world like he's obviously probably fucked up from his mom dying young but like he seems to like i don't know i mean i brought up the aaron paul thing because i still feel like he's just kind of a little schmuck you know what i mean like i find him to be just 
like, ugh. Like, he's not, like, a terrible person, but he's just, like, a, ugh, I wouldn't, I don't like you. Like, if you were, if you came up to my friends at, like, a bar and you were talking to them, I would have been, like, oh, my God, I don't oh, want to talk to him. Abort, abort. <laughs> yeah, just, I'd be, like, real polite. I'm, like, all right, well, um, I gotta get going. <laughs> that kind of thing where it's just, like, I gotta get out of here. I don't want to talk to you. Because he's just, he's just, like, a, it's hard to describe, but he just seems like a bit of a, a schmuck. And I think that's maybe why she targeted him. Oh, that's definitely why she targeted him. Um, but it's it's hard to it's hard to say because I almost like she she kind of like seems like she almost rec- like recognizes some of I that mean, schmuckiness. Did they say they met at a diner? She doesn't strike me as a person who goes to a diner. Oh yeah, you're right. Way. And he gets his phone number. That whole story. Well, I have oh, my notes are all over the place, but my note I have notes on that too because I was like I forgot that the t- well I, I figured out immediately what the twist was because the twist is telegraphed from like almost like third word in. But, like, it's still, like, you know, it's buried in there. So, like, when they first start talking about, like, how they met and everything, you're kind of like, really? This is the romantic story you're going to go with? <laughs> like, it's what happened. Take no for an answer. That's the, that's the story. Well, let's, let's jump along because we're pretty much there. So he's in bed with Kobe Smulders. He hangs up the phone. Even though he, again, I'm still mortified at anyone who doesn't charge, <laughs> a, fo- charge a phone overnight. That. Charge your phone overnight. And it's like an adorable Motorola flip phone classic. And then um, she, uh, he, she, he says, yes, we're still on for brunch at, at uh, True's house because it's their first day meeting True. It's his new girlfriend and he's going to introduce her to True. And um, right from the get-go, too, like, I, I don't know if it was maybe like a casting thing because the brother seems just young in general. But she read, like, his mom or something. Is that just me? Well, that's weird, because that? she would have been really young. I know she's probably his age, and it's probably not even, like, they're that far of an age difference. I mean, obviously his mommy issues. Yeah, that's what I kind of felt, though. I felt like, and I don't think I was too far off, because yeah, she wasn't like married. one there. Oh, really? My God, yeah. Jesus. She. I mean, it's partly because, again, just like um, Elijah Dushku, she never aged. So I, you, it's hard to tell yeah, right. how old Kobe Smulders is in this. Because to me, when I see Kobe Smulders, I just think, oh, it's Kobe Smulders. She's like 30-ish, like 35 plus or whatever. Whereas in this, she's like, you know, uh, like a baby. But she's and I mean, the guy also plays the character, you know, fairly young, so... Yeah, but I he... Mean, yeah. And then, then the husband, though, is also pretty old-looking, because I, I think Dylan yeah. McDermott, even though he's... I know Jeff Flanagan, Well, we know like, why she married him anyway, so... Right, among other things, probably. <laughs> Just to try and frame him for some other thing otherwise. But uh, she she was also married previously, which we'll get into later on, but, like, it, it, when I say mom, I almost feel like, like, she is kind of, like, she's It's a like wife. she's a MILF, basically. Yeah! It's like, a, it's, a new divorcee that he's it's bedded. A, it's a little weird. Like, it's a strange, like, pick for him, pretty much, because he just doesn't seem like the type that would land someone like Kobe Smulders and who has, like, a weirdly, not weirdly, but, like, warm maternal vibe to her, but quickly that unravels. Um, and he also, in the bed, when she's there rolling around, um, he notices a bruise on her shoulder. Which is... which he didn't notice before. Yeah, I was gonna say, oh, look at this sexy bruise he didn't notice. Like, <laughs> also, really? like, she's like, oh, 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 oh that? Uh, I tripped. And it's like, come yeah. on! <laughs> really? Fucking really? I tripped? Like, I, I love I tripped. her. She's great. Working out. You couldn't even just say, like, I bumped into, I don't know, there's just so many better bumped ways to what? say it. I don't know. A doorknob? A doorknob? A doorknob? doorknob was like, God, the worst excuse. I hate the doorknob excuse. How short are all these people? Well, where was the bruise again? Oh, it was our shoulder. So that would have been weird. (laughs) Yeah, I I bumped into the doorknob as I was doing, like, I don't even know. Like, (laughs) I was doing crunches. Like, uh, upside down crunches. Like, fucking something (laughs) of an 80s movie. 
Oh my god, if anyone can pull that off, though, it'd be, it'd be Kobe Smulders. The fucking, like, leg, la- like, those, like, lace-up things where she just fucking jumps in like Jeff Winger. Oh, Jesus Oh, it'd be Christ. amazing. But yeah, so she, she is a person. That's what she was doing. But, like, let's, like, can we just think about it for a second? Like, like, as, as, I, we'll get into, like I said, the anti-woman plot of it all. This means that Kobe Smulders just happens to have a bruise on her shoulder. Like, she, she, she probably, like, did that purposely then, right? So she, like, maybe she did use a doorknob or something. She just basically, like, waited until he went to work or, well, no, he didn't work. But, like, when he left the house and, like, she, like, kneels down and just, like, backs into a doorknob real harshly and, like, gets a bruise. And she's like, oh, this, this awkward bruise. Like, how creepy a character is that? And they don't really go into that. I wish they had more of it, but she's yeah. a she's a real oof, good lord. And then um, in the next scene, in this scenario, we don't know all that yet. Where she's still just this like bouncy, happy like you know new girlfriend, yay, yay, yay. And uh, we complete with like Dido white flag playing in a black yes. in the background, which is like amazing. <laughs> and if you remember, Dido, oh my god, yeah. early two thousands. Brianna's in the fucking video. Oh, classic, <laughs> classic. Oh my god, him in the video is some of his that best. That video was all work. about Dido stalking Dave Boreanaz. That that's the music video. In case you haven't watched it in a long time. She has, like, some you, room of... Like, everyone should be pictures. watching that. I watched, classic, the, I watched so. that music video, like, once a week. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then at the end, it turns out that he is also stalking her. And they're well, both that... have, like, their own, like, murder houses full of pictures of the other one. That's well, the that's... end of the music video. Well, like, what do you expect? That's what happens when you want to go down with a ship. <laughs> <laughs> when you live across the street, across the hall from Dido, it's like, there's going to be some obsessions happening. Oh my god. It's it's a classic song. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it besides, um, like, it, there's nothing more 2000s to me. Like, that is quintessential 2000. Yeah. I, well, a lot of people were using that, like, as, like, the whole, like, it, it exemplified an entire, like, like, I will go down with... It was all, like, like idiot millennials watching, like, WB shows and, like, oh my god, it's, like, it's speaking to my heart. Alright, so, um, so, anyway, so, after meeting her, they kind of, like, you know, did like the little here's the meat cute, and they like super casually mention like, oh, we met at a diner, and then she's like, oh yeah, you did, and and Kobe Smulders is playing it real low key in this scene, and and throughout the entire meeting, basically, she's playing an incredibly low key, very very like, oh just hi, yeah, she does a great it's job, not, like she doesn't lay it all in all thick until like we get to the gun yeah, thing, yeah, it's, it's really like, like nice girl. It's, like, it's it. very subtle. It's a very... Because that's why I was a little bit thrown is because, like, oh, I'm, like, maybe she's playing, like, a nothing character that's, like, a nobody in the comes back again in another episode. Because you don't know. I mean, this is a new show. It's only third episode. You don't know who this character is. Maybe he's her new love, in- new love interest. Like, okay. But, like, it never fully... Until the second part of the day, we never fully, like, see how bad she really is. So in this in this part, she's just sort of, like, well, he hit on me. Well, he tries to deny it, of course, but she's like, no, you were definitely trying to hit on me. But, um, he, it, it's hard to describe it, but basically he just gives her his number and just persists. And then she decides, okay, fine. And that's kind of, like, it. Like, it's crazy because I'm, like, describing, like, a completely nightmare scenario for, like, 90% of women. But in that case, she's like, yeah, and then it's just been, it's been great ever since. And it's like, what? What? 
And she says, well, that was three weeks ago. And I'm like, three weeks ago? So you've been in love. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, so they're in love? He's easy mark, Jesus. He's ready to (laughs) murder. This guy is ready to murder. He literally murders someone after three weeks of having sex with Kobe Solers after meeting her in a diner. Which, I mean, who can blame him? Who can blame him? I mean, (laughs) if anyone could probably do that. I mean, Taryn Killam has probably murdered a lot of people at this point. Have you seen Taryn Killam? I'm sure he has. But so, like, it's amazing to me that she is so quick to complete. I mean, not too amazing because she's Kobe Smolders, but still, like, it is quick work in this. In this scenario, I think you're not as like they don't comment on the fact that she's like unequivocally like gorgeous. Like it, it, it's not like he's an awful looking person, but he she's way out of his league, way out of his league. Maybe she's got like you know self self esteem issues if he's dating him, but like she could do pretty well, and she did. Joe Flanagan's a good looking guy, like in this in the show, like he's doing well. He's a rich dude, like. There's more to it, and we it kind of gets teased out a little bit here, and it gets the rest of the episode. It, it huh, we'll find more, but like he, she's capable of like landing somebody like that. It's no surprise that it's kind of like, well, maybe True has a reason why she's a little suspicious even before we find out all the craziness because she again looks like a she's already married, well previously married, but like model and and like her brother is again like a scumbag who's like just. Like trying to date, it's it's like if Aaron Paul showed up well, with Kobe Smolders, she's not like, really, oh. you know, um, suspicious yet. Yeah. No. It, I would be suspicious. <laughs> I feel like how I mean, the fuck yes. did you land this person out of just giving her your number at a at a diner? Like again, like I cannot stress that enough. A diner, like a creepy diner. Like who? Like picture going it could to be a, a diner. nice diner. It probably isn't given him. What, what nice diner is that guy hanging out at though? But exactly. Just it could be a nice diner, but not for him. <laughs> But any of the times I've ever gone to a diner, I'm not like, oh yeah, this is a perfect place for someone to come hit on me at. Like, it's a creepy place to get. It's like, I love diners, don't get me wrong, breakfast food, all that kind of stuff, but like, it's not necessarily like a, a good pickup spot, necessarily. And at- So do we think she actually just went there, just she hoping for, to like, get someone? Yeah. Like a, yeah. She was oh, looking man. for an easy Which mark is even crazier, because like, who picks up people at a diner like that? Like, <laughs> Guys like, he's willing him. to kill someone. There you go. So anyway, so so they 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 meet. They like she goes over like her background with him, and True likes her. I think True like genuinely at first meeting, she's a little little like you know, be careful, my brother, like kid glove situation. But yeah, she they're likes like overprotective sister. They they make it like True's gonna fucking grill her, but yeah. she doesn't. In the second episode, she does, so that makes more sense. But in this episode, she's like the fucking nicest. She's just like, yeah, she's nice. And in fact, I think later as they're, as she's leaving, the brother comes up like, "Well, you like her, right?" And it's like she's, he's all nervous that she's gonna like be like, "No, she's a fucking whore." <laughs> Instead, she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, she's nice." Like, what do you expect me to say? Like, you're dating a normal human being. This is what normally I would react it's like. Of course, in this case, even when he does find a normal girl, she's just, like, a complete psycho. But, like, normally... She's he, still the best he could probably do. Yeah, the problem, I think, is that it's also implied that he has really shitty taste in, in a lot of women. Like, so a lot of the girls he's brought home are not great. So maybe that's what she's known for, is just calling out as she sees it. And this happens to be, well, not up front, but, like, less of a crazy person. Um, but so, yeah, he, um... Oh, oh, that's also the line. I also have this quoted here where it says, I, maybe it's later on when he's talking to her. She, he says to her, "You've been a little tough on my girls," and I was like, Ugh. "I was like, who calls <laughs> yeah. your who calls your ex girlfriends my girls?" Like this, this dude. 
I fucking hate him. But uh, <laughs> um, in between, he just, he just he's it's the, the kind of person where like I never would actually actively like get into a fight or like say like get away from me, but I would definitely like just be like make a face and just like <laughs> quietly. But, uh, yeah, so then, in the meantime, she also meets up with AJ Cook. Again, really briefly, well, even, I can't even mention it, because she basically just has a date with her, talks about the fact Third that... Third date rule. Yeah. Third date rule. She's yeah. dating people, she hates people in love, blah, blah, blah. She's, like, the standard, like, single friend, just, like, out, and she's like, I've been dating this guy for a while, and I want to hook up with him, but I'm worried he's going to pressure me to sleep with him, because it's the third date. And that's basically the conversation, and then the end of the conversation is just, like, Hope he doesn't, but I guess we'll see. And that's, like, it was, again, a pointless scene. And that's why I, like, looked up, and I'm like, it's been 10, like, 11, 13 minutes. I'm like, this is, like, so much time has passed, and nothing has gone on. Like, at this point, we've literally watched a light bulb flicker, a dude burst in with a gun, we've watched the brother call her, them sit down and talk, and then AJ Cook and her sit down and talk, and that's been 15 minutes. I'm like, that's nothing has happened. That's all nonsense scenes. It's not, like, two minutes of it was the credits, and then, like, a whole minute was the eye blinking. This is nuts. But so, uh, so that it moves on. Uh, he, he checks in with her again just to see this if, This bar like, they're at, what, what? He keeps going what back there. What what does that remind? I feel like that reminds me of something, but I can't think of what it is. It's like it reminds me of the singles bar from uh, Angel that Angel met Kate. At. Yes, very similar oh to God, that. Yeah. Or like, um, it's like that episode we watched of uh, what the fuck is the name? Uh, Silk Stockings. Like it's something yeah, about Silk yes. Stockings. Like every bar in Silk Stockings is that bar. <laughs> it's just like. It's like, or it's like something out of the fucking Matrix. Like, that's how odd it is. Like, it's like, it's either in everything or nothing. And it's like. Although it's like a normal bar, like, as far as people go. But it's, it's lit like in it's... a really weird way. Like, there's yeah. like, the lights are around the edges of the, of the uh, bar itself. So it's lit up like a. It's or like iRobot. It's like out of iRobot or something where like the edges of the bar are lit up. And like, the, the, the lights are all from like below. So it looks like a fucking like, the room out of, uh, what the fuck is the name of it? The. The War Room out of, like... What's the the name of that movie? (laughs) This is pathetic that I don't remember this movie. I'll include a picture of the War Room that I mean in this, or the show notes, so you can understand what I'm talking about. I'll find it. But anyway, so so it just looks like a a weird douchey bar, pretty much. Also, like, clearly, like, criminals hang out there. Not all criminals, but, like, it's got a good (laughs) element of, like, just people who are just... I wouldn't say criminals, like, they're literally, like, holding weapons, Although I think but it's I her brother technically is there, I guess it just yeah. Seem, it doesn't seem like her vibe. Basically. Well, I maybe mean, I brought up silk stockings. It feels like it doesn't feel like necessarily the criminal level where you're gonna get like a ton of people who are like openly doing drugs or dealing drugs. It's like a lot of the people who know somebody who knows somebody or deal uh, copy uh, like a uh, bootleg videos or movies and stuff. Like that's where I can feel like people there are like really high up on the like copyright infringement uh uh circuit. But so he's just like kind of there, you know, they're both like nursing drinks and Talking stuff. About and, his girls. and she says, I like your girlfriend again but he he explains her ex is a monster and then he describes like like it's 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 nice to be with someone like who's good like this and he's like, here's this girl. No this no, woman. This woman. <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> Who thinks I'm special. I'm like, oh God. And that's where I'm like, okay, so he definitely knows she's like his mom. Because that's like, it's not, he's not just being subtle about the fact that like, she's like a woman. So it's more than what he's normally he with. special. And that's where I think the momminess of it all is there. And it's really creepy on a level. Because his mom was murdered in front of him. Or her. Run down. 
like what a violent beginning again it's like something like that like that defines a character that like on castle that's like the whole like premise is based around yes they killed her mother we know but like it's just i i don't know how you can't like 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 give some like true just like to describe this though i think it's what, what what really like sours it all for me is like when he's describing that like about the fact that like she's this woman and like basically she's like this maternal person that that he's like grown to love true's just like happy nodding and smiling i'm like this is so boring i'm like this whole episode is just waiting until the middle point which is fine but like that's a long time to it's like waiting like the reason why memento works is because it's a it's a movie it's not a day-to-day thing so or same with Groundhog Day. Like, you don't have to keep waiting I mean, I guess the original days have to be kind of boring, too, so you can set up for, like, the, the action. Like, and, of course, and you it, have all those, like, things that, ha- like, happen that are out of the ordinary so she can remember them for the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, it's <laughs> tough, because you basically, I, I do still fully support a reboot of this show with a more uh, firm first act upon retooling. <laughs> um, maybe shorter first acts, so it might help. But, like, to have to sit through, basically, like, the boilerplate, like, you need to eat it, you eat your vegetables kind of thing. You have to sit through ten minutes of truly and purposely boring or useless scenes for the show to start. And that's, like, every episode. So it's very, like, like, this whole part of it is almost irrelevant. Because you immediately have to go back and fix it all in, like, less than, like, 20 minutes. But uh, that's the good thing, I guess, of early edition is because you have that, like going into the episode so like you're basically you're the early edition is him reading the headlines like he doesn't have to actually live through the headlines which would be a lot more boring but uh anyway so the um they they draw after he meets if she meets with the brother um there's a also among other things which is again a huge precursor it's like any show or movie that delves with like flashbacks or anything there's this like ridiculously like on like oh i wonder like a anvil dropping where a guy at the bar stands up it's like whoa i love this girl it's just like oh my god like this is the shit that should get cut i'm like i would never like, at a bar if someone did that like what's the point in documenting that but it's because of course later on she's able to be like someone over there is about to stand up and declare his love for that woman I'm like this is stupid and so um in the in the middle of their conversation though the, the girlfriend he's going on and on about how she's so normal and great for him calls him he looks like fucking like a ghost he's white like a ghost and then it pieces out of the bar because we know he's about to go murder someone um and the um at the same time uh True also gets a phone call from AJ um, about the bad sex she had on that third date because basically the guy was using her for the, the sex and she it was awful and afterwards he basically ran out of the place is the way she described it. And I don't think she's going to see him anymore so she's just like... So that, that's the whole point of that, that plot is her just having bad sex and like okay now we know. <laughs> Next. But it's just something for her to do so she can cash that paycheck. Um, but so, they, uh, in the meantime, we finally get to the, the point where the body shows up, though. And they drop it off at the, the morgue. Uh, he was shot in the chest. And, again, like, little things of the show that kind of drive me nuts. Like, the guy who drops it off, which I guess is one of the guys who works there, like, nights, along with True, he says, like, he's, like, trying... The show is very, like, punched up because I know it's a pretty dark premise I guess so he's giving all these like stupid one-liners as he's dropping this body off and like one of his one-liners is like should have used some of that money to buy a bulletproof vest I'm like what 
Which, well, hey, of course, is that's like... foreshadowing. It is, but it's like, <laughs> that's such a shitty thing to say about this dude right? who just got murdered. You don't know this guy. And also, like, who the fuck knows the situation? Like, it's not like he was, like, in the middle of, like, uh, you know, some kind of, like, a war zone where he should have had a vest. Like, he was just a dude who got murdered. Like... That's like saying everyone should be constantly wearing bulletproof vests all the time. Like, that's nuts. Like, what a crazy statement. But of course, it's like, hmm, that puts a little bug in her brain. But she's just like, all right, yeah. And she goes through the wallet, because she's getting his, his, um, uh, to find, I don't know why that's actually still there. Shouldn't that have been pulled by the cops? But for whatever reason, it's not. (laughs) Uh, uh, there's a lot of questions I got here, but she's, P.I. True, uh, gets the, the, uh, he was a murder victim. Shouldn't this... Oh, I didn't think about this. <laughs> I took the note and I'm just reading it. And I'm like, wait a minute. He was flat out murdered and they let his personal belongings go with him to the morgue? That yep, should immediately well, have been put in evidence. Oh my god. Oh my god. Including a, a photo in the wallet of Kobe Smolders, which is like, that should have been taken off. Like, oh, this is important. <laughs> Marked as number one on the evidence log. No, it just went to the morgue. And she's like getting her fingerprints all over it doesn't care just pulls it right out and then she's like oh my god it's kobe smolders and it's it's her dead ex which we have heard that she hates is her ex-husband now we're like dun, oh my dun, god dun. but she's like oh, oh we'll get into this but the fact that like true doesn't immediately think like oh my god my brother like why is she like so sh- oh, I, I have so many questions about the whole like her coming to realization that, that harrison could have done it which takes like several scenes that should be your immediate reaction is oh my god my brother was just talking this morning about how much he's in love with this woman and her ex is dead surely he'll be a suspect even if you don't think he's involved like he's gonna be somebody they're gonna ask questions to so she should just be like oh harrison i gotta go talk to harrison and in this she just calls meredith like why is your first call not to harrison well, himself? no she tried to call harrison and then went to his voicemail more you oh good you seen it completely sorry <laughs> okay good that's good yeah she but does it's... call harrison and goes straight to his voicemail because of course she never charges a damn battery oh and right then I, she call... I do have that here in my notes. Her, i think yeah sorry i do have this yeah. here in my notes because yep. i have <laughs> i think it's because also i included the hilarious joke where she's <laughs> we look we watch like two minutes of true calling <laughs> like oh my god but this is I true on the you. phone. True is on the phone a lot. So I'm like, this is pretty, that's pretty dumb. But so she, she calls her brother. Yeah. And I, I said, LOL meta. But then she also calls Meredith, which I, this is the point where I, I finally realized it's a sister because it's more explicit. And uh, she's like, oh, have you heard from him? And he's like, oh yeah, he's under, like, instead of being like, yes, he's under, she's like, oh yeah, I heard from him. He's under arrest for murder one. She's just like, this is, I guess because she's coked up, she just just like, keeps everything in stride, but like, you'd think you'd react like, like she'd be crying, and she's like in the middle of stuff trying to get it handled. Well, she's like she's her like, siblings, why would she do it's that? It's awful. It's the most casual I've seen someone react to someone telling you that they're, they're, your, your mutual brother is in jail. Well, basically. I mean, later on, right, when True asks her if, if, if she thinks Harrison could be a killer, she's like, uh, yeah. So, and she's like, she just, What? So she just doesn't also, have any. On top of no, that, for her siblings, it seems like. Yeah, on top of what drives me nuts about that too is that she calls Meredith and asks her. He's she says yes, he's under arrest, and she says for what? I'm like for what? I'm like you're, <laughs> you're staring in front of a dead body. I'm like she what do you think? I know, but it's like I don't. The way she just maybe it's 
probably just the acting. I don't know. It just did not seem like literally like what charge. She says like for what? <laughs> like well, what you've done? And she's like murder one. And then True just is like <laughs> just like I can't believe it. And then of course this is the point where the corpse she she wanders over to like she does this great thing where she like basically like puts all her shit away and she's like gotta go handle this. I'm like it really shouldn't matter if you get your your stuff like put away. You could just go over there. You're gonna flash back. It won't matter. None of this matters. You're a superhero, but she doesn't treat herself like one. But she walks over there and she's just like, I gotta get him to like trigger and say the to help me. And he she goes over, she gets it, and then wakes up in the morning. The day starts over. And then this is the second time she's lived through the day. So this time when the brother calls, she immediately starts trying to get him to like I don't know what her plan is. She has no I mean, she's new at it, I guess. So like I guess, but I feel like she really could have just told him, like, point blank, exactly. Like, like what, you know, just everything. There are so many doesn't. ways that she should have gone about that, gone about this, and she just does not know. Like, everything about this, she lets him, we'll, we'll go on throughout the episode, but she lets him run around town amok. Like, what are you doing? Like, the very minimum you should do is follow him everywhere he goes, correct? Like, come on, at least you could be, like, there and try and prevent him from buying a gun. Like, well, she has gun. numerous things. She has to go to the docks. <laughs> take pictures of boats for like hours at a time then she goes back and breaks into a boat like there's so many things i mean this is just it made me like so furious but so she she begins the day again instead of like just like oh yes they're coming for brunch today so i'll deal with it then she tries to like start things on the phone i'm like and he's like oh my phone's dying and it's like well <laughs> we're one charge a phone but secondly like why can't, why is she even trying to tell him over the phone? Like, he, she should want him there. She knows he gets there safely. Just let him come and then explain all this in person. It starts the day off to a bad start because then he's kind of like, true, calm down. And then when they get there to the house later on, although she's late getting there because she goes fucking running around town. But, like, instead of that, like, he, he still just is like, true, calm down. Like, it sets them off to this, like, back and forth where he's kind of being argumentative about Kobe where if she just like sat them both down and said look something bad's gonna happen I've become psychic over the last couple of months <laughs> like this is one of my biggest problems with shows that deal with stuff like this like Psych had this problem um I think there's a couple other shows that have stuff like this actually I think iZombie again does it really well because it is like it's like I know something's gonna happen but I can't tell you how I know just fucking just commit to being a psychic seriously just like oh. all you have to do like I like that about iZombie is because it basically like in the, in the I think it's a pilot where she's just sort of like she vomits out the word I'm a psychic like almost like by accident because it's like the most obvious in fact she may not even be the first person to say it I think someone else there is like what are you psychic she's like yes but like it's so simple because look psychics are completely irresponsible lunatics and I'm comfortable saying that because most of them are absolute monsters because oh, like, I am a psychic <laughs> I am a psychic <laughs> da, da, da. no but like I, I'm a very I would say I'm like, I am actually a very um I would say, like, intuitive person. So I respect someone who's just using the psychicness as, like, a good vibes, like, coach or whatever you want to call it. But there are some people who definitely prey on people and they're like, I see this, and then they steal a bunch of money. But for the people that are out there just trying to help people get over stuff, like, they're basically, like, therapy adjacent, adjacent, that's fine. But, like, in this case, like, why can't she just say that? What's so wrong about saying I'm a psychic? Worst thing he could do is, like, laugh at you a little bit best thing you can do is jokingly keep him there all day and then that would just eliminate any chance of him getting arrested just sit with him all day have a fun day how do you think that's gonna work he's not gonna do that 
But why not? What's the what's He's the problem? An idiot. Just just like take him to fucking Six Flags. <laughs> well, at the very least, she knows that Sarah calls him. So like, take his yeah. shitty phone break and just break phone. it and throw oh, it. Oh, Ryan, you're like, a genius. The ocean or whatever. You're a genius, Ryan. Take the battery out. Like a million things. And then when he's like, take oh, his charger. The take his charger. Like, like, so many things. That's all he. You get rid of his charger. What an easy way to solve the problem. But like, right? regardless yeah. of that, like, she doesn't do anything. Anything logical to try and prevent this. This is something that she clearly has to work on. Like, like as a note, like throughout she the like, series, she, she gets she better. Says, like, stay clear of Sarah because I know something bad's gonna happen. She's like, she doesn't even say break up. Like, just she's to, worried just, for both of them. Just basically, say psychic. Just say something. Say say anything. She doesn't even try and attempt to get him to do. Like, she just says stay away from Sarah, which is not like any human being should know. He's just told me all this shit about how he's obsessed with Sarah. He's. He's never going to listen to me if I say, stay away from Sarah. Just say, look, Sarah's in danger. Yeah. And the best way to help but her he, but no, is we all go that, to like, the I mountains. Have to be the knight in shining armor. Yeah. And it's like. Toxic masculinity. Yeah. And it wasn't this kind of thing where, like, I would. It's more comfortable to me when we have the kind of, like, ominous, like, whodunit situation. We know kind of what happens, more or less, is that he shoots this dude. We don't know. Also, I also got really annoyed. I, sh- I skipped over it, but when she does the whole, like, flashback in time thing, she basically just, like, just skips over and does it. I'm like, bitch, you should find out what he's charged with. I'm like, exactly what happened. Like, why are you jumping back in time this quickly? I know maybe because she wants to do it. I guess there's, like, Remember, a Remember, she, limit. like, begged uh, Joe Flanagan to say, help me. And right. After like, like a little prodding, she's, she's like, "Oh, well, it's not going to happen." She's pushing it back, and then he's like, "Help me!" I <laughs> that's never going to get lots of like horrifying. But like, <laughs> but when when she does stuff like that, like I wonder maybe if there's some kind. I, I didn't watch the other two episodes before this. Maybe there's some kind of a time frame where she needs to get to get that that help me. But like ostensibly, couldn't she have run downtown, see if he was getting processed, see what happened? And then live the day over, so she has a lot more to work with. Instead, she just lets it go. Like she doesn't even know. I what mean, really she's happened. she's probably panicking. It's her I know, brother, I know. So. But so that and this is like the the third time that this happened to her. So yeah, you know, she and doesn't so she, know. I I, I respect that, but part of me was just like, man, if you could find out just the smallest bit of information more. That's but all then again, she's she's also not the most logical person. The, like you know. As soon as she wakes up from the help me thing and she gets the call from her brother, the first thing she does is go to the morgue. Like, what is the purpose? Yeah. There's nothing there for you. And she just nothing. goes and, like, looks to make sure the body's not there? Like, girl, you're definitely living the same day again. Like, what's the... Like, clearly the same... Uh, I don't know. I mean, this is the kind of thing where if I were living a life like this, I would, like, mark my calendars with X's and shit or something. Like, there's so many ways you could try and, like, get used to being, like, did I live the day over yet? Like, little things. I mean, I'm not thinking of them right now, but I'm sure that there's something that she could do that she could I mean, at the very least, she can just turn on the TV. It's like, oh, what does the news say? Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it doesn't seem that she's having any real issue telling that she has, you know, changed the day, except for when she does go back to the morgue. It's like, dude, you know what happened. Like, you've already had the brunch phone call. Yeah, exactly. But, like, if you you could... If it, if it were me, and if you were literally living the day over again, and you needed some kind of a, like, I don't know, like, Inception-style, like, spinning of the, the Anger, totem thing. Yeah. Like, just, there are so many better ways that you could do, like, I don't know, there's something that you could do, like, smash an egg every morning or some bullshit, like, I don't know, something simple, <laughs> or, like, write yourself a note, or, like, you know what I mean? Like, get, get used to saying, like, today's special word is 
and then using a word of the day calendar, and then you just know if it was like that kind of thing. Like there are little things like that where you're like, oh, it's the same day again. Instantly, don't have to worry about it. Don't have to go downtown. Waste an hour, two hours of commute just to see if a body's at a morgue. Call someone at the morgue. Well, ask if the body's in. That's she it. probably <laughs> ran there because in the pilot, she she's runs a track everywhere star. in the pilot. So, <laughs> oh my god, the pilot, the pilot, the pilot. Randomly, she's in a Doctor Who episode, running everywhere. We gotta, we gotta know. wait Goodness for the part of the pilot. Because she was like so a track star, group. they also throw that in. Yep. Fuck yeah. Yep, I got yep. so. Oh, she's always. You know the one thing she's running from most is her problems. <laughs> but, uh, I hate yeah. you. <laughs> but so, so she goes to the morgue for literally no reason and then wastes a bunch of time. Um, she does have the, the brunch with her brother, though, at some point. Um, she, like, I mean, I don't know. what the, the, the point of the brunch at this time is now that she's basically saying, get the fuck away from Sarah. Or Sarah's gonna do something and blah, blah, blah. It's awful. It's not even like she thinks Sarah's gonna do something. It's just, like, worried that something could happen to both of them also i should say we skipped over the part too she calls her sister when she's getting back there okay mm-hmm. she's just gone she's hoping that the brother won't like this is oh my god i have so much frustration wait uh, uh, before we go back to the sister real quick can we just say that when he like she like pulls him aside basically to say you gotta stay away from sarah like he says like uh nothing you can't say in front of sarah and like he's one of those people Oh, you can tell me anything you need to in front of my love interest for three weeks. That when I'm so has in love that with. ever? When has that ever been true? I mean, even a husband and wife. Guess what? You should say some stuff in front of both of them. Let them tell each other later. Like we all know they're going to talk about it, but talking about both of them at the same time just makes the other person uncomfortable because they have to now be included in something that they clearly or don't want to be. Because this is clearly a personal conversation that they want to have, and like let let the. It's let not them... like Sarah demanded that she be part of the conversation either. Which is. It was Harris. Harrison who was like, anything you have to say to me, you can say in front of her. She's just like, I'm just meeting your sister. Well, what you should do in that in a scenario, if your sister wants to pull you aside, let her do that. Let her ask the question and say... You're at you know, her say, home. Yeah, say, oh, you know, Sarah can come over here. This is fine. You're welcome to hear this conversation. Like, let that happen. Don't, like, just say that. Because then, of course, she's going to say something like she says. And then he's like, ooh, let's walk, walk, walk to the side and have a private conversation. Like, but even what she said to you, right? How did she even, like, even he, run into oh. Andrew? Like, oh how, my god, how do you, <laughs> Ryan, We're jumping all over the place because I want to get to that too. So hold on, let's just get back to the sister. Okay, okay, go, 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 go. With the sister. So, so sorry, yes. I think she goes to the morgue yes. and then on her way back. Like at that point, if you go to the morgue, the one thing you should not be risking is the fact that they might not get to your house for lunch. That's what you need to happen for sure because then you can keep him safe at your house. You could just fucking burn the locks off or something. I don't know. Something you could do. You jam the lot, do something, tie him up. There's a million things you could have done, but she does none of that stuff. She just is like, all right, fine. I'm going to run downtown and, like, he might miss the appointment we have for lunch, even though she knows exactly when he shows up because she lived through the day again, like a fucking, like, like, ugh. But so she, instead of doing any of that, she, like, lets him basically get to her house without her there. But regardless, on her way home, she also calls the sister and says, like, no context, well, I guess context being that the brother potentially murdered someone the previous day, but, like, pretty much just, like, out of the blue to the sister, do you think Harrison could ever kill someone? And then, like, there's this weird silence and the music is all serious and the sister's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we were like, I, I mean, personally, I was like, whoa, I'm like, whoa, the sister was like, and I was like, wait, what? And I'm like, so the sister just like, I guess, I guess True was expecting her to say no, and I guess we, I was kind of expecting her to say no, because who the fuck would openly assume that of anybody you know, but then, I mean. A coke fiend. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. I guess a cokehead, anybody could kill anybody at any moment, <laughs> um, including yourself, but, um. I mean, it's certainly, like, you know, it's a, it's a loaded question, though. Like, do you think Harrison could ever kill someone? 
a lot of people could kill people. You don't know the situation. I mean, I think I kind of side with the sister on that, but it was more just like, it was some, it was such a pointed question. She was like clearly waiting for backup. Like, no, of course not. And then she's like, exactly. What's the fuck? Like, what? Like, I had to explain to you this crazy day I had. But instead, the sister's like, yes. And then she's like, oh, so maybe he could have killed someone. But this is what's confusing is because later on, when she's surprised, like almost surprised, I should say, like she's a little bit thrown by the fact that like all this murder stuff's been going on, and he clearly was. Pr- ostensibly behind the murder she's so shocked that he would do that i'm like well you already had that they literally even flash back to this conversation like it was some monumental moment in her life but it was just like if you already have that conversation on the books i'm like you should already realize at this point he must have murdered this dude she's still even though it clearly seems like she must be operating under the assumption that he did murder this man she still seems to be thinking like there was some kind of a mistake or something or whatever i'm like Occam's razor, he murdered some dude. Your brother's an idiot, and he's a criminal, it seems like. So I'm like, it completely is is realistic to me that he can murder someone. Like, way less, way more uh, creepy people have murdered someone. Like, your brother is, like, plenty in the in the ballpark for ballpark for somebody who would murder someone. Anyway, so, also, you just don't know the situation. I mean, you know that there was a heated, like, domestic violence thing going on, potentially. So I, I would definitely assume your brother could murder someone. And I would not necessarily, like begrudge him that i don't think it's great to murder someone but like you don't know the scenario i would certainly be like oh maybe you had to do with sarah because of all the sarah and her ex she hates like like what like how could you be a how could you get this far into medical school and not make that kind of a basic logic leap like you know i don't know but so she walks into the house during this brunch meeting and says i ran into andrew like that's (laughs) a normal thing for half and neither of them even blink i'm like that's a you know Kobe Smulders is like, uh... Why she says, what? But she doesn't react yeah, like, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it should have been a lot more heated. Which maybe Especially is- since Drew is not supposed to know about this at this point. She's never been anything. told about it yet. She does no. In fact, using the name Andrew is is more specific than even the brother has used at this point. I don't I mean, even know if the brother knew. Right, like, like we're trying to like cover her tracks, basically. Even like, uh, your creepy ex-husband, like found me, the sister of your, like, new boyfriend, and, like, like, approached me, basically. She could have used that as an excuse. Oh, my she God, so many, uses any so many ways. Yeah, there's so many ways that could have happened. Like, even if she just said, like, look, Meredith called and said something happened with the, he was filing for something, blah, blah, Like, so many, just use some bullshit thing where it was, like, some legal brief or, like, use the stuff that they, they don't have access to. The fact that the morgue and then the, I guess, legal, whatever the fuck the sister has to do with. So, like, there are situations that you could use and just, just bullshit. She doesn't even try. She just says, I ran into Andrew. I'm like, like, they should both be reacting like who the- also I mean Harrison at that point hasn't even used the name Andrew I don't think I think he, he knows even- I think he knows he- obviously. probably but like he there's no there's no guarantee he knows and he reacts just sort of like oh well what did he say I'm like you already know he's an abusive freak I'm like so like why are they reacting so casually they should be like oh, well what did he do like it's already that should be enough for them to be like well, no you know- it's actually a real really an asshole thing of true anyway because knowing or er, right like- He's an abusive asshole. Like, yeah, I saw Andrew. Like, she, she's so accusatory when she says it. Yeah, it's so weird. It's such a weird... Because at this point, we don't know all of the... Well, we haven't really gotten fully into it yet, but the Kobe Smulders, like, double... Well, what we know is, like, she has bruises on her back from door doorknobs. And... Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, so... Tr- there is a moment, too, where she's just, like, sitting there, and there's just, like, bruises all over. I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, this is, like, rough. <laughs> but so she's... She's, um... She's just... She's 
very, very, very plaintive to him. Like, please don't go see Sarah again later. Like, there's a there's a risk that you're taking by doing that. Yeah, like, just don't like. I can't be. For, uh, thanks for giving me no information. It things. is like yep. my notes. Um, I was just like, this is the vaguest disclaimer I've ever heard in my life. Like, how could he even fully know what to do? Because she doesn't really tell him what to do. Like. Just give him directions. Stay the fuck away from Sarah. Or if you do want to hang out with Sarah, both of you go out of town or something. Because clearly whatever happens, happens in town. So, like, the bare minimum you should be doing is at least getting out of town. But instead he just... They, they like... She, like, lets them go! And, like, unattended! Yeah. And she's like, peace! And I'm like, what? And, and then she's like, alright, well, and then, you know, time to do my P.I. stuff. Oh my god, this scene... <laughs> <laughs> the whole scene is both like amazing and like the worst. Like I hate I hate Joe Flanagan, but I love Joe Flanagan. It's a weird duality I live in. But like he, he she's just, just straight up just like goes to a random marina, and then when it cuts to the marina, I was like, what? I'm like, what's happening? Because it's like I can't be more descriptive. She is literally walking up and down a a, de- a dock with a bunch of boats. The marina, if you know what a marina is, just taking As you do taking you fucking like pictures. Is. Also, she has, like, a fucking SLR, so she's, like, a nice camera. <laughs> Again, this is a person who's, like, can't get her life together, even though she's got, like, a huge, like, two-bedroom apartment with, like, massive floor-to-ceiling, like, a uh, window. It-, it was a nice place, and an elevator, and the- sometimes on the fritz, but still, an elevator. And uh, she has, like, an SLR camera that she could just afford to, to use, like, randomly. And then just goes down to, like, the docks, takes a day off work, question mark, or something. I guess she works She works nights. She works nights. But she just doesn't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. But so she, um, and she's just taking photos of boats and shit. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, I guess this is, and then, of course, a dude walks out. And he's like, oh, what the hell are you doing? And he's, this is the ex-husband. So I'm like, whoa, she is immediately putting herself in a lot of danger because this is potentially the guy, well, she, he has been murdered, but, like, still, like, he was involved in himself being murdered, so he, he may not be the person who won out, but he probably caused himself <laughs> he to get the murdered. He may not be the person who won out? I mean, it's realistic. He, he lost the fight, so he's probably going to lose the fight to whoever he's fighting with, but, you know, I mean, he's probably caused himself to get murdered for a reason. He's probably pretty violent, and we know enough about like the past at this point with the sister, with the um, with the Kobe Smulders that he's he's painted as a true villain, like he's a wife beater pretty much, and he won't divorce her, is what she tells them when when they talk to it later. But, um, so she's just taking pictures of his boat. He's like, uh, "What are you doing?" She like p- throws out this bullshit lie, like it's the most ridiculous lie. I'm writing a book proposal, and I need some pictures yeah. to a go book. along Wait, with no, it. No, a book proposal. What the fuck are you talking about? Like the thing though is, it's actually not that bad of a lie. And I'm thinking though, like, but how is this true? The same true that you know couldn't make up, you know, the basics to, to keep say a to brother. Her brother. Also, it's just like, like use the word photo book. Like I, you're not making a <laughs> book about the marina. Like it just doesn't make any sense. And she's like, and your boat's just so nice. And he's like, oh, thank you. And he's like, it looks even better <laughs> inside. Like oh, no, 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 no. He says, it, he says. It's got an inside too. Yeah, that is the creepiest. And also, like, it's such like a twit. Like, it's such a. At first, he reacts in the proper like villain way, where he's just like basically like scam or uh, scram, and he's just like get out of here. And she's just like, "Mm." but then of course he like senses potentially like a a quote unquote like mark, and he's like, oh, he's like you can come on board kind of thing, and it's like, oh, I'm like you're creepy. You're creepy. You are creepy. And so he she goes on board. She fucking goes. Board, I even mean, though he was he's kind of only creepy because we like have the uh, like 
preconceived notion that, you know, he's an abusive asshole. Ah, uh, do you do a lot of, like, hanging out in the docks and going on to random men's boats? Oh, no, <laughs> Drew's the creepy one here, actually. Oh, no, exactly, but it's, like, such a, like, I would never he's do not, that. He's only creepy to us because of what, like, we're told about him, That's not doesn't actually happen to be true. I guess to me, he's creepy for inviting a stranger onto his boat at the dock. The stranger like a is Eliza Dushku! I know, that's true. I mean, you want to try and get her anywhere Nora. with you. <laughs> but anyway, so he, he lets her in, and it's when she like comes in... he's picking up Harrison at a diner or something. Oh my god, that's true. That's creepy. True. <laughs> and so when he when he brings her inside, she says, like, uh, like, they're, like, just awful, like, flirt, fa- like, fake flirting, because she's trying to get him to get more information. Again, like, suddenly, like, fucking Shakespeare, like, level, like, excellent, like, she gets, like, all this acting. She's not she's that like, good at... Honestly, doing it. Uh, she's terrible like, at it, don't get me wrong, but he gives her all his information. So, like, in, in the, in the, in the universe of the that, show... Because like, you're divorced. He's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> in the universe of the show, she does a great job. I don't think she does a good job on, on well, paper. I guess it would be paper, but on screen. But so she says, like, why do I feel you're not interested in the book proposal I'm talking about? And he's like... Why do... And this is, like, one of the worst lines I've ever heard. Like, just a bad written line. Why are you one of the most perceptive women I've ever met? <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? Like, what the... F- like, like realistically, like, no, she's not. She said nothing. She's done... You had, like, barely a conversation. She's looked at a picture, and she's like, what? He's like, why do you... I feel like you're the most perceptive woman I've ever met. I'm like, probably because you're I a lunatic. I feel like your wife is the most perceptive woman ever. Clearly. She can spot mm-hmm. a mark a mile away. Oh my god, it was such a lunatic line. Like, I, when I, if someone said that to me, I'm like, I would have said to them, like, what are you talking about? I've done literally nothing to earn that <laughs> line. <laughs> it would be such a red flag, but she's just like, oh. And then he says, like, uh, she she mentions the picture, and he's like, oh, like, is that your wife? Like, she's like, ooh, are you, like, you know, hitting on me, even though you're married? That kind of thing. He's like, oh, he's like, um... Well, she brings it up as if, which is like, like, is that your ex-wife? And yeah, like, that should be a huge, present. that should be a huge red flag for him, because she's like, is that your ex-wife? Like, who asked that? I guess she's being hit on by him, so that's kind of okay for her to ask, but still, it's like... It was still oddly specific. Yeah, and like, so. he should be like, who the fuck are you? Like, why do you think of this woman in the picture is my ex-wife? Is it your ex? Just ex. Don't, yeah, I, like, like, or or she should say, "Who's that? Like, is that your sister or your something? Like, anything? <laughs> like, you don't you don't just throw out ex-wife specifically. <laughs> like, he should be like, well, uh, are you an investigator for her? Because you're like walking around my boat taking pictures with the high end camera. But later on, we get to that point. But for now, he's just like, oh no, that's my current wife. <laughs> it's like I'm just hitting on you with a wife, and she's just like, oh no, nah. looking for a third. Fucking cut to <laughs> next scene because there's no way out of that scenario where he, she doesn't get murdered on the boat because like like everything about that scene was just super super uncomfortable and they don't have a way out so they just kind of cut to the next scene and they're like all right well she got well, off she the forgot- boat <laughs> yeah, she forgot lunch with aj cook well yeah she had to that get running lunch and then in the in the lunch she just says she calls aj cook and says whoops sorry i can't make it that's the end of the conversation she, something she came her, up she tells her not to ju- to fuck the dude yeah, and I'm glad we're getting- I mean, like, we have to know that because, of course, the later scene needs that scene to have happened, but it's, like, one of those situations where I'm like, you could have cut that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I wish you could have just texted her or something stupid. But like, yeah, that scene dumb. only exists just to, like, uh, be transitioned to her going to Sarah's place to uh, ask her about the marriage. <laughs> Finally! Like, uh, this should have happened during that brunch, to be totally honest. It should have just been uncomfortable, but she should have been like, look, I'm trying to save a fucking life here. And she should have just said straight up just, like, um... 
what the fuck's going on. Instead, she waits until well, the after thing all is, this nonsense. She wouldn't know that they're still married because even Harrison apparently thinks that they're divorced. Yeah, but I mean, or no, he doesn't true. think that, but they don't, don't actually know. say anything about it. They just keep saying X to until me, that moment. If you know your brother is going to go to jail for that, like, I would have probably been like, okay, let me press her during this brunch right now, because I mean, if that's what's going to keep him from, I don't know, it's just a weird situation. Are we supposed to believe that Harrison hasn't dated, like, married women before? This is of like, course. This is, like, a real relationship. I mean, that's, that's the real, that's oh, yeah, the real so, thing. So. I mean, the only, the only thing I can be shocked with with that is if they're all not moms as well. <laughs> like, I feel like he's got a very distinct type, is a mom with several children. Uh, so he's um, oh god he'd be like uh he would get so into it like i'm gonna be your new dad and it's like no you're harrison and then he'd and then he'd like be there for a while but then like this is the darkness of harrison is like it's exactly that he'd be like the great like new boyfriend to the older woman with three kids who are like sort of young but like he's having a good time and he's got a childish spirit and then he'd get like a couple months in the relationship and then he'd feel the pressure of being a full fi- full time father, and then he'd bail just like his own father, and it would be like the, like a living <laughs> recreation of his own trauma, and he would be like a worse person day by day. And I feel like that's what we were like gonna get from Harrison, but this show only lasted two seasons. <laughs> but yeah, he's I'm a sure super dark character. Though. Well, the thing is, it's like Breaking Bad. I mean, it's not that didn't really happen necessarily in Breaking Bad to to the same degree, but I feel like that we would see a version of of. Harrison is a lot closer to Jesse at season five than it was Jesse at season one. Because Jesse season one is a whole different person by the end of the series. So, anyway, not to say that this show is like fucking Breaking. Bad. Yeah, that's what you're saying. It's exactly what you're saying. This show like, uh, yeah, is well, Zombie and Breaking Bad put together. It did deserve and also Emmy. Mad Men. I believe you compared it to it also. So. Nice. So, yep, that's gonna appear on a DVD. True uh, Calling. Basically, like Mad, Mad Men plus Breaking Bad plus I Zombie. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, classic. Um, but so she, so she, she goes there and basically just yeah, makes she her puts case. the screws to her. She, like I like that. Woman, that's a good that's scene. She knows it's like this poor abused woman. I know, but she also like asked the question, which is like, who would hurt your husband? And I'm like, um, probably her. <laughs> like she's like the number one suspect. He's an abusive freak. Like she's basically like could have called someone to put a, a hit out on him. And oh, yeah. who, who then, better to do it with than your boyfriend? <laughs> like Sarah has to like spell it out that like he's actually abusive because I guess uh, True didn't get the memo when Harrison was like she's he's a bad guy basically she's such a shitty doctor like that's the kind of shit they teach you like they well, she's one. not a doctor yet so well she's an intern yes well, she, she doesn't do med school actually till like the second season <sighs> But yeah. my god, they should have t- they should have taught you the basics of like I mean that should be common human human dignity is like this person has an, a, a a bruise and they have an ex husband they hate and the way she reacts hmm. when you say, you say I saw Andrew where she's like looks terrified <laughs> she, I know she's like I mentioned Andrew and and all or your ex at all about this ex she hates and she like gets quiet and like stares off in the distance I'm like well look I don't have all the answers but I'm probably not gonna answer ask certain questions basically unless I need and to. not the way you're asking them true yeah well, yeah which is just basically like uh. Who would hurt your husband? And then, and then, true like stares at her like, "Come on, tell me, lady." Like, this is an abuse. Like, until this point, like, we don't you know, like. Oh my god, this poor woman. She's like, people don't hurt Andrew. Andrew hurts them. Yeah, he hurts. Them. And I'm like, uh, give us more. <laughs> and that's it. That's fucking it. That's like all we get. And I'm like, what? I'm like, no. And we do, we do hear from that that we she's got photos in the mailbox of her and Harrison being stalked, which she says presumably by Andrew, which is again. 
If we go this, if we zoom out a level, knowing the conspiracy that happens, does that okay, mean yeah. she paid someone to stalk them? I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. Also, in this scene, make sure uh, it's noted. Sarah tells True that Andrew won't sign the divorce papers. That's what right. she tells True. And that's in the next scene. Pretty. She says that pretty like. She just says he will not, it's not like a up for debate, like it's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, it's been, this divorce has been dragging on, blah, blah, blah. It's like, he will not sign the divorce papers because he is an abusive control freak. End of sentence, period. So she hates him and he's a straight up villain who is plaguing her life, as far as we know. Now so, for the next scene, and what Harrison important. says is the reason they have not gotten divorced. Which yes. is the, like, the first, like, official red flag of the episode. That she's afraid to file in general. Is what he she told Harrison, which is not what she told True at all. Yeah, and it's a huge red flag because to her, to her, if if you're gonna have a straight story, it should be at least the, the the thing about like divorcing your husband is not the kind of thing where I've got multiple excuses for why. It's probably one major reason, especially if he's hitting you. Like that's, a, that's probably a huge factor. And realistically, it's a very understandable factor, but it's it's not what she says to him even. Like the scared of, of filing. It, it would I guess, be understandable if like that was like. The being scared thing is a realistic answer, but it's just very much not what she told True beforehand. Yeah, or if it if you want to, she's consider the damsel it... in distress when it comes to Harrison, and she's a bit stronger when it comes to True. Yeah, and it's it's too it's also just so vague. It's so vague. Everything about the whole scene is vague. You don't really even leave with a, a ton of answers besides he's been stalking them. That's how bad it's escalated. And there is a point that during this whole situation where she's just so vague about keeping them safe too. It drives me crazy. So she just and like true I, like she has a facial reaction to Harrison telling her what uh, Sarah said about uh, the divorce thing, but she doesn't like speak up on that. Like no, no, yeah, no. I that's mean, where you should speak up right there. So right, exactly, right there. Like, well, because then Harrison went all. Me. Well, because Harrison then went all, oh, it's all about me, right? Because I'm happy, and then she you got gotta derailed. Take this away. What like is, yeah. Again, where are the receipts of True being like this awful person who hates her family's happiness? For real, she's like the only one like, who tries to keep her own safe. happiness. And it's exactly. in, in this scene especially too. Like my nerves were like all over. I'm like, she's so vague about keeping them safe. I'm like, just lie and say that Andrew's gonna come after you. He like texted me something last night or, or emailed me or whatever you want to fucking just lie. Just make up all these bullshit excuses. Because guess what? It would have forced her hand. Like that's what she doesn't realize. I guess is that there's this like all master plan at play here. But like. If she had just lied and said all these things that Andrew's gonna do this. Also, like, why has no one called the cops? Why has no one said any of this? Like, why is she not called the cops on that stalking stuff? Like, there are a lot of questions. Like, did you... She doesn't really press her on any of that. Like, she doesn't say, like, well, did you contact the police? Because these are clearly, like, like, threatening photographs. And, like, this should help you get a divorce easily. Like... And then, of course, the, I'm being scared to file it all in the beginning. Like, well, could you go into protective custody until you do that? Put a restraining order out? Like, have have any of these basic, like, like points in but trying no, to no, Harrison could take care of all of it, Mora. <laughs> and so she says, like... <laughs> and, and she could become her own cop, because she does a little breaking and entering later, so... Oh my yeah, God. she's just breaking and entering the next scene. Nuts. And also, like, I, I forget exactly... <laughs> I, in my notes here, I have something... I forget who says it, though, so it's driving me a little crazy... But it says, it's something like, seems like for the first time I'm getting it all right. I'm like, Whoa. I think that was Harrison. I think it's Harrison saying, like, I'm going to be the good brother or be the good person whatever. And uh, it's just, it, it makes me sick to my stomach. Uh, so I was like, mm, <laughs> so we're you fine. you it was Harrison if it made you sick to your stomach. He's, he's a piece <laughs> of shit. But so he, she, she it's, it, after being as vague as possible and leaving, like, no clues about where she's going to any of the people in her life, she breaks into a, a 
a known murder victim's boat again. Like, <laughs> my God, of the of all the things to do, that and should he's be living like living on his boat right now. So it I was clearly a houseboat. Like he, and also he's established as being capable of noticing people lurking. So what the fuck are you doing? At least try and get it. What what should have happened is the first time around, she should have gotten his number, and then she should have called him, asked him where he was at, figured out if he was on the boat. And then mm-hmm. broken into the boat. Like, invited him to, fuck? like, lunch or something and then not show up at the lunch. But Yeah, but, like, to... yeah. Like, yeah, and also, right. seriously, what was the purpose of her going there? Was <laughs> it really just to check to see if she has a camera? Or something. I don't fucking know. My notes are just like, what in the hell is she doing? This is literally a pointless She was looking for a clue, Mora. She was looking for a clue. What clue couldn't you find the first time around? Like, call the cops! Oh, oh, he has a camera. Clearly he took those photos. Oh my god, I'm so mad. It it made me so furious, because it was a... But she's caught, like, immediately. Like, she's there, like, (laughs) less than three seconds, and she's caught. Like, it is the worthless... Like, the most worthless scene I've ever seen. Like, it was... So she's like, she's, she breaks into a boat, she adds breaking and entering on top of all the, the crimes she could be uh, charged for with him, which, again, she's basically, like, kind of, like, lightly stalking him as well. No one's pressing charges, no one's calling the cops, like, what is wrong with these people? But I mean, so he does call, like, he's trying to call the cops. Well, he called, I still don't think he even called them. I mean, maybe they came Yeah, well, well, because he says, I have an intruder on board, and then, like, Hangs up on them. Like, also, like, like, <laughs> like what? Like, that's such a par for the course. Like, like, did you give them an address of the dock yeah. or anything? I'm just like, I have an intruder on board. Maybe he has like a hit guy, and we're just like read into it. But it was like such you know a what? big. He probably thing. has people on the force. He's got that kind of money. But it's like right. at least say who it is. I mean, maybe their number. He did say who it was. Does he? I guess he's, 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 yeah, he yeah, doesn't he give does. an address. Whatever though. last name, and then. Oh. Oh, I'm so furious. I think he's the kind of rich guy who has people on the force. I guess so. But so he calls him and says, I have an intruder on the boat. Uh, And she, she's just like explaining herself all rushed. And he's like, listen, you have, and I guess he gets the idea. He thinks that she's like a PI to dig up dirt. Like, right. But Sarah did, like, And then fired. he's, instead of, like, just fucking saying, like, like walking the hell away, like, I'd be freaked out. I would just, like, walk out and just wait for the cops to get there, or your, your people on the force, or your, your enforcer. Whatever the situation may be, I would just walk the hell out. You don't know what she, she could have a gun on her. But instead, he just, like, sits there and, like, you know, like, smirk, like smirks it up with her, like, mm, what are you doing here? And he, cause he's waiting on the phone for them to, like, get somebody out there, and she explains, like, look, um... You have to. I'm here. Like, I don't, she doesn't really even give a straight answer. She's just like, uh, "You're still married to Sarah, and you need to divorce her." And he's like, "Well, guess what? It's all for my money. That's the reason why she yeah, married me." Yeah, she married me for place. my money. That's why I'm not going to divorce her. And he's like, "I, I bet she's probably painting me as quite the villain." I'm like, "Well, yeah, <laughs> like yes, absolutely, sir." And he's like, "I've never hit her uh, or a woman," which again, like this guy's been really creepy to begin with. But so he says to her, "Like I've never hit her or any woman, but run along before I have to change that answer." I'm like, yeah, "What oh the fuck?" God. I'm like, so he just like openly like, like yeah, he's I mean, like, so offended that she would even like imply that he would hit a woman, and then. Quickly then, says, I will that, happily hit you. Which, like, yeah, now run like, along before I change my answer. I'm like, ooh, no, what? Which is, like, to a degree, like, she is an intruder on the boat, but, like, clearly she's causing no, like, it, it was just such a gross line for him to well, throw Well, I mean, you just, part, what if she had a gun? So, like, you need to... I know, I, it is true. I, I shouldn't say that. It is, it's, it's fine for him to have hit her in that situation, because, I, like, if she did, like, attack him, yes. But, like, it was just such a, like, of course, like, even the moment where he's, like, trying to be, like... 
I would never have hit a woman. He has to kind of little bit double back on it. Like, but I will hit some women. Like, asterisk. Yeah, I still put some doubt, even though, like, by this point. Yeah, we're supposed to be back like, on his side, I would I would think. This is kind of what you're supposed to be getting from this. I would, right? Like, isn't that what you're kind of, you're, he's like, oh, now I get it. Like, he's a good guy or something. Like, question mark. Yeah, but we, we still don't have the full story. Like, we're definitely like, what? Because this is kind of like, even, like, of course, Sarah's given us one version of it. But True then, is kind of like, yeah. what? And she's he, just lost. Andrew immediately goes to like, his, cut to, his cut house. It cuts to Harrison and, and Sarah. Yeah. After that. And he's like, hey, enter the door. And she's like, oh, I fucking hate it. And she's like crying. Right? Is yeah, it, here we go. Now we get into like the real like <laughs> This is like stuff. fucking like, this is eek on every level. Eek on like, this is like a lifetime movie and a half. And it's like, you never really fully get a straight answer after all of this. It's basically just like, yes. He, he, her version of things is he hates you because I fell in love with you. So oh, which that's is so a gross line. Cheesy. And it's not true because they were oh, dating. Yeah, this like they were dating like a wife seduction or something, right? And this is this mm-hmm. is clearly all happened after they like he started dating her long after she had already left him. I think, right? Like, yeah. what the fuck is this? And they've been like, like separated for like a year or something, right? What is she talking about? He doesn't hate you. Like, of course he hates you, but he hates you for principle alone that you're just some random one, random dude like hitting or banging his wife. Like that's well, no, it. He doesn't even know who Harrison is. I know, like that's no, exactly. <laughs> Because he thinks it's just, because he, remember later, he thinks he's, like, an yeah. intruder. Yeah, that line is such a dog whistle for him. Like, it was clearly just to him, like, look, I need you to be, like, basically, like, like you said before, toxic masculinity. Like, I need you to be this, like, violent man who, who defends my honor, and what a better way than to use this exact, like, that's, like, it's, like, the fucking, like, like, Captain America Civil War, like, like, trigger words, where it's like, he hates you because I fell in love with you, and he, like, yeah. becomes a fucking winter soldier and murders a bunch of people, <laughs> not just one dude, but, like, it's such a, like, like, a perfectly evil line, like, it's scripted as if that that could be, like, the punchline of it all, is this, he hates you because I fell in love with you, and he's like, oh. so, that and right just like, it, like it, you can't, can't be, figure it out by then. And it's just like, and then it, it just gets worse and worse. But I think at that point, that's where it truly turns. Like, that's the turn for the whole situation is because this is happening while True's doing her research. But this is where I think it becomes, and I think this scene happens in the other version, right? Like, it, she calls him to help her. And he goes there during that's that. The, that's a scene at night, but not the, this scene. Oh, it's not. So does he not see her again during the day? I wonder if that happens again. We just don't well, no, happen to see it. Uh, no, no, we're assuming this happened in the right, other one. Right, exactly. We didn't see it. Oh, yeah, so. we didn't see any of this in the other one. But yeah. I still think it happened. I think it's safe to guess that it probably, some version of this happened, probably maybe a little bit more heated because he's got these, So like, whether Andrew had come ear. to her after that, that scene was going to happen. Exactly. And he has this right. bug in his ear with True now that's qu- a little different because we're going to assume he's acting a little more heated the first time around because he doesn't have True warning him off that she's gonna... That, not that she's gonna use him, but, like, something bad's gonna happen. So he's just kind of waiting for the shoe to drop, whereas before he was just thinking, oh, I'm just gonna save the day at some point in the future. He doesn't realize it's that day. Not that he even saves the day, but he thinks he's gonna help. But so she says to him, like, all oh, these terrible buzzwords, which I think this is where... Uh, we could get we could do like a wrap up around at the end of it all but like basically this is where we're introduced to the fact that she's pretty much just playing the victim and i don't i really want to be very clear that i am not blaming any fucking victims i think that's disgusting it's 100 percent the she show is, in this case she's literally playing the victim here yes and i don't i don't i really like to make the distinction there just because i think that 
it's it sucks that basically we're we're gonna like tear her case apart, quote unquote, because she's pretty much just pretending to be a victim of many things, among them the domestic abuse and the I guess, like, stalking and stuff like that. But that's a very real thing for everybody to have to deal with. And I think it's... She's doubly gross for having used that as a, a weapon against him. But so she she, yeah, she says, says... Andrew threatened to kill her. Yeah, I'm helpless to... Def- all these big quotes, like, truly bad things. If someone said to you, you'd be truly worried for them. And he... It's, it's, it's very... She does a very good job of ramping him up. Because if this were all true... And he did murder that guy. That would be like that guy just got acquitted for doing something similar. Like like someone was trying to rape his wife, and murdered the guy, and then got off for the life sentence because it was self defense. Like there are situations where like I I don't necessarily like begrudge him of trying to defend his his girlfriend in this case, but it just happens to be a fake out pretty much. It's like a she's got like a false equivalency where he he thinks he's saving her. She's really manipulating everybody. She's like the fucking like puppeteer. Like- he says that you like you need to protect yourself, and she like makes a joke. What like uh, self defense or whatever? Oh, I fucking hated that. She says it like like disbelieving. Like, like I she should like, go. It's the idea. Yep, yep, yep. She's very good. She's at that. crying. She's upset. She's like heart. She's like really, really like traumatic. Like it was upsetting to her, and she's like like uh, short of breath, crying on her bed, bruised, all that kind of stuff. And she's like, yeah, Andrew, yeah, scared me. And she's like, I'm helpless to defend myself. I'm like, well. Are you? I'm like, there are plenty of ways for you to defend yourself. I'm not saying that I'm going to blame a victim because there are many ways in which someone can be systemically taken away the ability to defend themselves. That's very true. But in her scenario, she has not used her options yet. So I should not say that you... Obviously, people should not be victimizing people. That's more important than defending yourself. We should probably focus on trying to get that stopped. But, like, in the meantime, the whole, like, I'm helpless to defend myself... It's not quite true because, like, you have not really tried to defend yourself yet, I don't think, in this case, in her scenario specifically. She's not really tried any options. And she immediately follows up to explain that and, and proves it by saying, like, what are you saying? I should go take a self-defense class or buy a gun? Like, yeah. I'm like, maybe one of them. Like, is that is that a horrible thing to suggest? I'm like, look, I don't want to, you know, tell you what to do or how to live your life, but... It's not unreasonable that if if you're scared, that might help you feel better. I'm like I don't I don't know. I'm not suggesting buying a gun either because I think that's kind of a little bit unreasonable necessarily. But in this case, if she's pro gun, she probably would find that completely reasonable. And it seems to be that she is because that's like oh yeah, let's do that. She's <laughs> pro gun until she's not pro gun. Conveniently, exactly. And then I'm like, she, he's also like I think. Partly is Harrison is just sort of like, I'd love to take care of you. So he's just like offering all these options. To, Let me go help you find a gun dealer. I'm like, well, this is going to go great. Because he's also probably not going to buy it legally, which is not great. Why would... Also, like, what's the problem with just buying the gun legally? Like, they're both grown people. I guess for her... Well, no. She's he, hoping... He knows that... a guy because he's shady. And of course she would know that he would know a guy because he's shady. That's why she picked this mark. But, like, realistically, there's nothing really stopping him from going to a fucking gun store, buying a gun, and then just shooting this guy. <laughs> like, I guess that's just America. But, like, they wanted to try and pretend, like, buying a gun is some shady thing that he has to do. I'm like, no, unfortunately, shady, it's a lot like easier that than that. Shady, big alley in broad daylight. Right! Like, what oh, the fuck no. was that, too? I'm like, that dude is just hoping to get... Oh, my God. But, like... <laughs> Like, I just, I actually, I think it was more offended. I'm like, I'm like, you're misrepresenting how hard it is to get guns. I'm like, basically, you could just go to a legal place and get a gun and do this all. But anyway, she likes it because I think she's happy that he's going to do it off the books because it just makes him look more like a murderer. And right. it definitely right. helps her case of, like, framing this, this schlub. 
Um, and then so he, he, he like takes her like fucking like takes her to go buy a gun. Like like it's a casual like Saturday afternoon or whatever. Like oh my god. And yeah, then um, now all of a sudden she's afraid of guns. Yeah, and they also um uh, in the meantime I think it's, does True visit her. Yeah, she call hold Meredith. on one second. Let me go back to my notes. I know a guy. Oh, True is with uh, their their sister yeah, Meredith. Listening visit? to you, for Sarah whatever reason, she visits her. She's year. called her. Why don't you just call her? But I guess she has to listen back. Back then, you couldn't really like put the phone on speaker and listen to the audio or something. But so she has to go visit her sister because she has this audio of a nine one one call of Sarah calling um nine one one, which is a very it's very again. Kobe Smulders is excellent. This she's so good. Because she's so okay. faceted. She plays, like, four different, like, versions of this at the same time. It's amazing. But so, in this in this version, she calls 911. She's, she's just been attacked. She's bleeding. Um, and her ex-husband is broken into the home. In, in the 911 call, she says this on, on the tape. And um, she's like, well, and then he was charged or something was happening where he was arrested that night, I think, or something. But then, like, she went in and made sure all the charges were dropped the next day. Okay, because this is about to come up in, in later on the episode where she's not technically... Like, the whole, like, she went in and made sure that the charges were dropped the next day is about to come back into play later on. But regardless of that, like, he's like, but she's like, well, why wouldn't... Why would someone who's gotten attacked go in and help him get out of jail? And then, of course, like, True gets an education, even though she's a medical professional, on how victim victimhood works, where someone would feel like they needed to bail their, their um, abuser out of jail. Like, it's happened, unfortunately. But in this case, so she goes and she says that she goes downtown and gets him back out of jail. So we think, okay, there's a little more gray area, but still she could be the the victim in this scenario. Like, that's certainly possible, but there's definitely more going on than above the surface that we have. But then we, of course, this is where, like Latoya, you said before, I think this is where the episode truly unravels from this point forward, because the scene where they're buying the gun is just such a villainous, like, it is her, like... Really, like, Black Widow, uh, like, manipulating You can him. see the, like, the wheel spinning. It's it is great. so... It's, like, the equivalent of, like... Like, you can literally see, like, the Black Widow hands out kind of thing and just twisting him in circle. It gets so malevolent. And so it's she great. just said... Uh, Even it's from fantastic. the very beginning. It's, it's a beautiful like, Oh, nine millimeter. What does that mean? Like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> oh, I don't think I can do this. Do you want me to hold the gun for you? Do you want me to hold... And Jesus he said... Christ. He offers to... I want... Do you want me to hold it? You don't want it in the house? I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm like, this doesn't even make sense. Put it in a safe. Do something. Like, there are so many situations. I'm like, who? So you... Let me get this straight. You're gonna buy a gun for someone and hold it for them? What? What? Like, so what is that gonna do? What's the point of even having the gun at that point? Besides so just to kill someone. It. She's like, great. it's ridiculous. And it's like, to me, this is the point where it's the most telegraphed twist ever. I mean, it's already been kind of suspect at this point because she, like I said, when she started talking about, like, the, you know, the calling the 911 and all that stuff, it starts to feel like, oh, okay, this is a little too much information about, like, the abusive part of it. So it feels like they wouldn't be giving us this much unless there was something for us to question later on, which is, we'll find out. But so again, like, this is another point where I'm like, why the fuck would she have let him out of her sight at all? Because he's now, like, carrying a gun. Like, he's now- Well, he's he just... out of her sight for a bit, just so she can set the pieces in motion, obviously, with the, the horrible music. 
Right, but no, I mean, like, also, like, why would True have let him out of her sight? Because now he's literally buying guns. I'm like, if you had been run around town, okay? (laughs) She has to run around town. And then in the flashback, we get the the flashback to Harrison, like, do you think Harrison could ever kill someone? Yes. And then True finally realizes, oh my god, you killed him, because she finds out that he's carrying a gun. And True, like, only just then they go to meet up. They meet again at the shitty bar. bar. Yeah, and he's like... Here's this gun I've got. She's gonna be safe. And he's she's like, ah! And she's like, you did kill him. And she gets freaked out. I'm like, shouldn't this have been, like, the bottom line of, like... The worst case scenario, if she was truly trying to protect her brother, is that he murdered him. You should act as if that happened. Because best case scenario is at least you defended him from that if it was the thing that happened. And in this case, she was just useless. I mean, she's so lucky that the way things happen work out. Because... Really, she does, like, almost nothing until the very, very end. No, because even with the whole meeting in the bar, like, how about, hey, let's go two states over. You know, right. let's just like, hang out. Let's, like, casually meet at a bar. Like, what the f- Like, oh my god. Like, also, like, maybe she just doesn't care. Maybe we're, like, giving her too much credit. Maybe she's just, like, good in jail. I don't give a shit. That would make <laughs> a lot more sense if she was that uncommitted to it. Because then she would just be like, well, I try my best, but my brother <laughs> murdered someone. And I'm like, Okay, I'm like, I mean, he's already lived a traumatic life, but if you want him to see someone in front of him get murdered, I guess you just want like, an even playing field. But, um, so anyway. So, down is the word. Use it but, properly. <laughs> but so she, gunned it down. But so she, like, again, just sort of like, oh, like, I guess, like, you murdered someone. And then she tries to explain to him, like, Yeah, this is where so, she, like, I'm pretty sure this is like the third episode in a row where she explains to Harrison how she has these abilities. And he, she said, he's like, what are you, psychic now? I'm like, and my notes were like, yes! <laughs> yes, she is! And instead she's like, uh, I relive days. And I'm like, this is an easy, <laughs> look, bro. Like, I'm like, girl, like, he, this is, this is too complicated. He is an idiot. And like, a lot of people just don't like to listen. This is too much information. Just boilerplate, I'm a psychic. Let him like laugh at you for a minute. And then just say, look, even if you don't believe me, I have a terrible feeling about this. Please trust me. Like, honestly, like. Grab your brother's hand and hold his hand. Like, let him feel your emotion. Like, my God, there's no emotional plea. Like, you have to understand. I have a terrible feeling. Like, she does none of this. I mean, she kind of, later on when they go to the street, she gives this, like, bullshit monologue. But, like, she even then, she barely stops it from happening. And in, in really, realistically, if she had given him more of a, like, emotional plea, maybe he wouldn't. Like, go running without calling the cops first or something. Like... The reason of her, him running over there, like, why would she not have called 911? Why would she have called him? I mean, I know why, and it certainly probably does happen to some people who are being abused, but, like, realistically, you should be calling 911 at minimum and then meeting the cops there when you get there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many... Ugh, every scenario makes no sense to me. But in here, she's just like, I relive days, blah, blah, blah. And she explains, like, you know... Oh, like that that man over there is gonna drop his tray, and then that man's gonna declare his love for that woman, and she's like, "I love this woman," and so it all happens, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And he he again seeing like the uncontrovertible proof in front of him, like he is just like, "Eh, all right, I don't really buy it, but whatever." And he just doesn't like again. I think when you said in episode nine, it takes for him to finally like come to terms with it all is pathetic, but very true. And then um as the the day goes on um. There's like a um, the, the call comes in from Sarah saying like it's Sarah help help help, help me <laughs> um 
I love that there's like this intense zoom in on the Motorola flip phone because <laughs> it rings. Yeah, yeah and I'm like, oh my god, like, it's gonna ring, and he's like, it's not gonna ring, and then it rings, and he still doesn't believe that she has some psychic ability of some sort. Yeah, it just makes like, me so phone. happy that like that that scene exists. I just love seeing like flip phones like so serious. This flip phone, <laughs> like it's so funny. But so, um, and this is one of my notes. I'm like, here comes the turn. It's <laughs> just like I can't wait for it to happen because it was already very clearly gonna happen, but you're just waiting for it because this is the opening scene now and he it cuts to sarah's i guess it's sarah's like house or apartment or wherever it is and he comes bursting through the door just like before um but before that like he goes running out of the bar and true tries to come and grab him like basically like one last like actually trying to stop him from doing this for the first time that day and she's like look you can't do this like I, like, this is, this is gonna kill you, like, or, or you're gonna go to jail, like, blah, blah. Like, he doesn't buy any of it. Like, he doesn't even, like, buy the minimum of, like, something bad could happen. He's just like, whatever, true, I have to do this. Do you want me to be, like, dead? Stand by and see the woman I love be murdered? I'm like, well, I was like, gosh, gun down. Oh, also, like, the father wasn't there, only true was, so what the fuck are you, like, saying this to this poorly traumatized little girl? Like, no one in this family deals with true in the way that someone who witnessed a murder should be dealt with like it's crazy that they're using the type of like cr- like hugely trigger words like like stand by and see the woman like every time he says that to her she must have a flash of witnessing her mother's death right like i would imagine it's like who are you to be throwing that line around like it's casual and even like, anyone should know he, he, he keeps repeating saving mom save mom like right. no, like, those are words you should never use around ever true. say to her yeah it would make oh, so man. much more sense to me if this is the first time the episode he mentions the mom thing and it gets true like like she has to like grab her necklace or some shit like mom's necklace and she's like oh, mom and it's like that makes a lot more sense like wait, the wait, fact- how was that again how, how was that again but like, like, <laughs> but like for her to do that it makes a lot more sense because it's gonna feel like a, a fucking blow to the chest but this is just mm-hmm. another like he just keeps casually bringing up the fact that she was gunned down in front of her like that should be a hugely quiet like like i again i, I brought up castle before I, the show is very flawed but of the one things i think they do somewhat okay is the fact that they i mean it's too much i would say that it's definitely too much about you know uh Beckett's mother dying and stuff, but they certainly do a decent job of making you understand how emotionally relevant it is to what she does every day, and I feel like that should have a huge role, and that's the reason why she has these powers, but they're just making it seem like this fact that he's throwing in her face at, at random times. But anyway, so he, he says that to her, and she, she starts this, like, fucking dialogue where, again, I, I gasp after this first line, because I, I was shocked, but that's probably just me being... <laughs> Like, everyone in this show seems like they're, like, 35. I keep forgetting that they're all, like, teenagers, basically. (laughs) But she says, like, look, like, again, it's like a ramble, ramble, ramble. There's a couple other things she says up front, but she just says, look, I'm I'm only 22 years old. I'm like, what? (laughs) And so she's, I guess that's right out of college, which makes sense we see her graduate, but, like, I I thought, like, it was, like, a graduate of, like, medical school, so I was literally shocked when I heard that. And she's just like... Look, I'm 22 years old, and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, also at this point, I'm like, okay, she goes on about all the stuff she's lost. I'm like, you have been shown to have a beautiful apartment, everything's nice. Uh, like, you have all these friends and family, even though like the family's obviously shitty, but they're still in your life. And I'm like, you have not necessarily lost everything. I'm like, you have a huge apartment. Like a lot of people are living in much more dire circumstances than you. Trina, no, so. her life is hard. She's mm. the black sheep of her family, Laura. Yeah, she's the black sheep of her family. 
I mean, the mom thing is, don't get me wrong, that's hard, but he also has that, so you can't really use that. I mean, you have a little worse because you saw it happen, but realistically, you both have the same problem, so you can't really hold that over his head. Anyway, she says, she says, I've lost everything, and one way, she's like, in one way or another, I've lost everyone I've ever loved. This is, like, such shitty writing. Our mother to a bullet. Our father to a lack of interest. And then this next one is the best. (laughs) Also, like, but also, like, the mother to a bullet. I thought it was she was, like, gunned down. That implies multiple bullets, but okay. But, like, our father to a lack of interest. I'm like, my God. I'm like, what an indictment of the father. But also, like, like, how do you, like, it's such a, like, a vague, even that, like, she can't give you a straight answer for the father, just a lack of interest. I'm like, that's a weird statement. Don't forget the sister. When'd you lose the sister? Yeah, the oh, sister's no, 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 no. the best. No, it, was, the sister. it was the best line. And then she goes, Meredith. Coke and ambition. Yeah. Coke oh my ambition. god, that is the best thing ever. And now this is technically, unless you watch the pilot. I mean, the- and I think this scene, this monologue is better than the one uh, inside the bar before, which she's trying to explain what her what power does, is. I'm just right? like, this is terrible. And I think this show. Terms, I'm like, stop that now. I think that this show wrote monologues and then worked their way back from that. Like, I absolutely think Coke they wrote this first. And it's, the thing is, it's still a terrible, terrible monologue, but it's, like, what they had, and then it's the rest of the episode... It's by Juice Q. Like, the, the one yeah. before was, like, like, just not good, like, but not well-paced or acted. This one, at least, she pulls off despite, you know, yeah. Coke and ambition. And it's just, and then she said, and then I can't lose you, too. I'm like, well, you clearly lost him a long time ago, but I'm like, whatever. But so, I'll, I'll read that one more time thoroughly so we can get a good, like, so it's, I've I've lost everything at some point, like, uh, and one way or another, I've lost everyone I've ever loved. Our mother to a bullet, our father <laughs> to a lack of interest, Meredith, Coke and ambition, I can't lose you, too. I'm like, well, like, that's a terrible model. Like, that just describes, like, all the shitty stuff going on. I'm like, those are all problems he has, too, you know? Like, you're not describing a more, ter- like, a terrible life. In fact, he's clearly not as successful as you, so he's definitely has it worse in some ways. Like, uh, I- also, she graduated, it seems like, with honors or something. She did well. Everyone loved her at med school or whatever. And she's got a job. I mean, her other job sort of fell through. So she's not doing quite what she wanted, but she's still doing well. And she's definitely yeah, not making she's not- nothing. Doing this more job because she, like, has a lack of ambition or something. Right. It's like, she got screwed over, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she did. But, like, um, and she also has money to just, like, pal around town at, like, marinas with SLR cameras. I'm like, you have it okay. I'm like, you're not, you're not doing terrible, but, like, you're... You're, like, certainly not, like, you know... I, everything about the whole situation made me, like, really furious with her. I'm like, but finally, she's I cursed. Never... She's cursed because she can see the future. Yeah, that she does have she a problem, I guess. Oh, but, like... And she she is, like, I should say, like, she definitely has had problems in her life. So I'm sure maybe she's talking more about, like, the broad scope of things. But the way she's describing stuff, like, I've lost everything. I'm like, all right, let's pump the brakes on that. Because she just walked out of, like, a ha- uh, honestly, that apartment probably cost her, like, if she's renting it, like, I would imagine, like, 1500 a month or more. So I'm like, you're doing okay. But so she just says, like, uh. And then, like, he pr- just proceeds to leave unattended again. I'm like, okay. You're going to let your brother take the call and actually go to see this girl? Fine. Wouldn't you at least attend, like, the actual situation and see what's happening so he has a witness yeah, or something? Yeah, go with him, basically. Like, That's... I, when she le- when he leaves in the car without her, I literally was just aghast. I, I mean, I had nothing to even say at that point. And also, like, Meredith, of course, interrupts and says, by the way, um, the, the husband got pulled over for a speeding ticket in California the day that that, that call went in. 
So he wasn't Which, even wow, in the... coincidental, by the way. <laughs> so a lot of things happened there that I don't understand because, so number one, so was the call put in when he wasn't at home breaking in and abusing her the way she's describing on the phone call? So secondly, how could he have been arrested, like they said in the first one? And well, did they say she was arrested? He was arrested? Yeah, it says she went in the next no, day no, no, and bailed no, no, him no, out. No, 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 uh, They put the out charges. a, a patrol, uh, what's that thing? Bolo. Uh, they put out a, Bolo. a warrant. In yeah. this part, correct. But in the other one, I thought she they say that she goes in and makes sure all the charges are dropped against him. You can't yeah, charge him no, without them in person. No, she, no, like, they didn't. Just reverse the statement or whatever. Oh, uh, maybe that's what it was. But she, but she described it as when in. Yeah, she described it poorly. But again, she's a corporate lawyer. She's not in the DA's office. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's why you sound like a fucking USA drama. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it was. But it was um, it was it was it was a shitty like, like they should have nailed that. That shouldn't have left like ambiguity there. I think they should have made it a lot more clear that she she should have been. I mean, it, I should I shouldn't say that. They did make it pretty clear she framed him. Essentially, is that he basically was caught out of the state speeding ticket. Blah blah. He couldn't have been there. So it was all set up basically. As you find out that the call that she left was fake. And she's lying about the whole situation. Well, some of the situations so far, we don't know the rest. And uh, she's like, oh my god. And so, uh, it, it still makes me a little uncomfortable, but still, like, okay, I, I, we, we can acknowledge the fact that she's pretty much just successfully played the victim. And Andrew um, is actually present at the home, where we, we cut to um, her at, at her house again. And he's there to look at the alarm system, which I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, like he hates this woman. Like, he's not going to go, which we find out later on why he's there. But still, I'm like, she should, like, no, no, that's a terrible plan. I don't plan. think he hates her as much as she hates him. I mean, I, maybe, yeah, you're probably right to a degree. But, like, he definitely doesn't love her. And he's suspicious because that girl was just on his boat. And, like, there, I think, I feel like he would have wanted to make it work if not for the fact that she's, like, clearly a gold digger, basically. Mm, I think he could probably have gotten over it if she was like, okay, I'm better now, basically. But, yeah. He... Yeah, it is we- It is weird, though, but he's he happily, like, skips over. We find out why, but she should probably have been like, well, that was easy. But he comes in, and her, guard like, is, her guard is like, down. She looks she's like a villain her... now. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. She's, isn't she, like, All wearing... the makeup, the she's hair. She's practically oh, wearing, yes. like, a black turtleneck. It's not a turtleneck, on. but it's, like, a high up, like, it's it's very, very villainous. And he's, I like, um... And, and they're, like, palling around. Like, it's it's could not be more casual. So that's why it's, a, to me, a little bit, a li- like, ridiculous, because they're, like, suddenly BFFs, but... It is, like, kind there... of thing, like, I guess there's clearly no love there at all. And, yes. like, he's aware she, like, married him for his money. Correct. But... But he comes over. I feel like if she, alarm, she, but yeah. if she came back, like begging for him to come back, he would go back to her. Basically, uh, yeah, I probably agree with that. He seems like the type that was like, "All right, I could fucking fucking." And she's very manipulative, as we know. Yeah, and she doesn't even in this scene. Like it keeps just getting better and better, and it's fantastic. So he, there's a noise at the front because as Harrison is there breaking in. So she's now we figure out like basically we're up to speed with the with the current episode. Like finally we're at like current present time because we've already kind and of. And now we know exactly what the deal is. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. he's breaking. He's broken into the home with the gun, and we find out that Andrew was there thinking, you know, he's just there to help her out. But turns out that he's being used. So. And she's like, blasting the terrible song, by the way. Yeah, which is and again he- that should be a huge red flag for everyone because like one that, that <laughs> she, music again, is terrible. Says this, like it's something she's done before anyway. But like honestly, like if okay, like picture a scenario, like, like I know this is so dumb, but like I have really like I I was thinking about this and I'm like this makes no sense. 
picture I, I call you up and I'm like, hey, Latoya, my alarm's going off. Can you help me come over? And you come over and there's music just fucking blaring. Just fucking blaring. And like, top who's level. getting like, murdered? Yeah, like, I would be a little <laughs> suspicious, right? Like, unless I'm like, unless I'm like, I, I greet you in like a fucking like a uh, house robe with like a pile of coke on the table or something. There is no <laughs> excuse to have music blaring that loudly throughout your house for no reason. Like, that is the two situations. Is someone's about to get murdered or you're doing tons of coke that day. Like, those are the and only it's, it's not true sister it's not the yeah. coke thing it's not no well i i am happily off coke guys but so it, it's 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 so it's a major red flag and he's just like letting it go like oh yeah like it's just a thing she does i'm like also like who who was she murdering the other nights that that stuff was blaring because i think that she's like no, literally like, murdering. probably something she did like just to piss him off uh, because maybe. once he realized probably if she once she realized that he was never going to divorce her it's just, I, I can't describe how loud it, it, it is so loud. It, it seems like a horror movie. It's like a horror movie when, like, when the frat party is emptied. Like, everyone runs out of the frat party and the music's still loud. Like, it's scary like that. That's what scares me. Like, it, it's scream. It sounds like something like, like someone left it on too loud and, and everything's unattended and it seems eerie. And I immediately would have my guard up and it doesn't, doesn't, I mean, he's obviously there because he's been told that she's being threatened and, like, he has to come protect her. But, like... I would have had my guard up if I was Andrew walking in there like, what the fuck is this? But of course, she, she's she's like the long con. She's been playing the loud shitty music the whole time just for this one moment, which is even more sinister, really, if that's the truth. But uh, so he goes to investigate the noise with like a bat or something. He grabs something off. He suddenly has, pulls a bat from yeah, she, nowhere. She, she's like, he's like, here's, did you hear that? She's like, here's no, I didn't hear anything. Then another noise. She's like, oh, I did. And then she's like, oh, be careful and all that. Here's this bat. <laughs> like, okay. Like, and then he's honestly, all like, hey, yeah, just call the police. Oh, okay, I will. And then, oh, the face that she makes when she does it. Oh, she's so good. So, so here's, good. Another, here's another thing, though. You're like, almost rooting for her. It's so weird. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing that's kind of weird in this scenario is that she basically, she hands the, hands the bat over to him. And says, like, basically, like, batters up. And he's like, okay, what if, I mean, this is Joe Flanagan, and it's fucking, like, pseudo Aaron Paul. Imagine a scenario, a very realistic scenario, if this were Breaking Bad scenario, I should say, is that he comes at him with a gun, is it is either a wuss or jams or whatever, and he gets fucking murdered with a bat. Because he's an intruder. Like, you don't know. And Joe Flanagan's clearly a little bit, a little edgy. I wouldn't say maybe he's yeah. a murderer, but he could well, do it. Well, no. He's really a bigger, so that would be... guy. But he had a gun. I mean, he, you could feel threatened enough to beat him senseless and potentially kill him. And now you've got this, like, ex-husband murdered your new boyfriend. And, like, you didn't do anything? Like, I don't know. It would have been, I don't know. No, it, that could be her plan B. Yeah, you know, for that. What a plan! Yeah, oh exactly. man, you're right. He probably well. Yeah. I mean, it was self. Def- it was property defense, but his name's still on the lease, I guess. I don't know. It was. It was but, a whole you know, lot she of. Could always just lie. So yeah, there was so many. Like, it's, hey, like... it's my boyfriend that my uh, ex-husband killed. Yeah. So, I just yeah, want right. to like, then, you know, my ex-husband's the one who broke in. Yeah. Because yeah, all that. He's that's so stuff, jealous. So. He hates that I love him. It's pretty, it's pretty brilliant. So, it really let's is just assume brilliant. she had a plan B because that's Kobe's murders. I, I know, so. obviously, people listening, we, we talk about how despicable the character is because for all the things she did. But, like, once you get to this point, you are kind of rooting for her because Kobe's murders is terrific. so good. And you're she's just, like, a great a villain. Idiots she's surrounded by. It really makes me really want, I really desire now to see her in more, like, villainous roles. She's played a lot of, like, do-gooders, and I love she, that about she her. She had, like, but... a kind of, like, uh, off-the-rails uh, villain role in an episode of Smallville in season four. So, mm, you should nice. definitely check that one out. It's yeah. pretty fun, actually. 
I I like her in roles where she's less like you know the the cheeky love interest. I'm like I kind of enjoy her as like a background like villain, like straight up villain. I could take her as like like if they do eventually do that fucking like um Ocean's Eleven uh or, or no Ocean's eight. Eight? Is that, yeah, eight? Yeah. So, uh, Ocean's Eight, she should be the villain. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> but anyway, or one of the villains, something like that. But she, she just, she just, like, honestly masterminds it. And then, like, masterminds it. Uh, the reason why I'm going to a specific into it is that there's, like, like a chess game going on here where she's, she's had a lot of scenarios. She's playing chess and they're all playing checkers. Yes. Yep. And, and, like, in, in this situation specifically, like, she's brought him over to, like, fix the alarm that's not working. So, like, even that is, like, she's gonna get his hands all over the alarm. Like, everything about it is, like, pretty brilliant. Like, it's, he would have <coughs> broken in and done that and, like, broken the alarm. Like, a lot of stuff there is, like, pretty brilliant. And it's just malevolent. And I love it. So she, she um, she's like, oh, yeah, I'll call the police. And then just, like, kind of like, ooh. <laughs> and then he leaves the room <laughs> with the bat. And then, of course, they both, like, kind of, like, um, everything comes to a, a, a fault. And in the, in the, I guess it's, like, the hallway, I guess, or something. I, I don't really remember exactly where, but they, they just yeah, cause it looks, come I guess, at each like, other. She's redesigning place in the house. The house like looks she, like something. I mean, maybe I'm like, like she's preparing to like make her dream house while she has a dead husband and like her boyfriend. I'm probably mis- I'm probably misremembering it because I'm I'm picturing her as like the villainess that she that she is in my mind. But it looked like in my brain like the house from like. Fresh Prince of Bel Air or something like it's like this huge like or like Scarface or like like it's something from like Miami or something. That's why you were thinking about all the cocaine. Probably, but like it's just like she seems the type that has this big white mansion, just like all like marble everywhere. Because she's just such a villain. It seems like she's gonna be able to like manipulate her way to like the nicest of things, like Carrera marble. But so she she's just like okay, like I'm gonna call the cops, and he goes running out, and they both like get into like a, a fracas, and then it's just it's. It's, I wouldn't say it's exactly the same scene as the opening, but it's similar. And he pretty much just eventually, like, they, they, they confront each other. He upper hand. Yeah. He's and then they, pointed. And then, I, again, it's a little awkward. I think maybe because he put, she, uh, originally True put the bug in his ear, he mm. just can't kill him. So that's the one yeah, difference. Yeah, even though comes Sarah comes out and like, do it, kill him. That was <laughs> such, that was, like, I such good. that was in the like, original version of the yeah. day because... Like, dude, you're like you're tipping your hand. Well, and, and picture it's, it's it. That's what that Joe Flanagan didn't do anything at that point. He's just like, there dude, what the with fuck are you the talking bat. About? Just yeah. like, um. <laughs> but how crazy is it that there's a scene where, like, that's how when when you when we were saying like she's a great like villain in this situation. Like, picture it. Like, picture Kobe Smulders just say like literally, do it, murder him, like shoot him, or so, she says something like that. Like, like literally screams out like. Like, egging him on, like, on the sidelines. Like, it's so dark. And, like, in the first day, we know he murders the guy. So that's what happened, and it worked. So you in your brain, even as you're watching him not murder him, you can also kind of picture him fucking shooting the gun, and then the guy getting wheeled away in a body bag. It's crazy dark. It's so dark. And in this scene, it it happens to be that he can't do it. And um, instead, she just says, like, again, she eggs him on, like, do it! Do it, and then it gets like kind of scary, and like she's like, it's it, it's that kind of great villainy, like where she up until that point she would have known to, to pump the brakes and stop and not be quite so villainous, but the thing is when she doesn't get her way, like as all villains and manipulative villains do, like sociopaths, like when she gets to that point where she didn't get her way, 
the craziest spills. Just a little bit, but just it's enough for like, her okay, to... I'm done with this. Yeah, it, basically... Which is crazy, because it took her, like, what, three weeks of this long planning, con? And yeah. suddenly it's like, oh. <laughs> and it's... But the thing is, like, that was clearly her plan, because, like, her plan is immediately just to be like, okay, you can't do it, you're a coward. She tries that part where she says, you're a coward, kind of thing, and yells at him, and he's like, sorry, <laughs> like, can't do it. And then she's like, <laughs> she all right. <laughs> she fucking takes yeah, the gun. She doesn't even like hesitate. Like a fucking, like, badass. Like, that is such a monster move to just take a fucking gun from someone. Like, look, he obviously couldn't shoot the, the guy, but he, it's still, like, a pretty, like... That's a scary thing to do. Like, taking a gun... Disarming someone is not easy to do. You could accidentally shoot the gun a million times between him grabbing it and you not successfully taking it from him. But she just... Like, again, again, it's like she's practiced this or something. She takes the gun instantly, just, like, fucking lines up their shot, and just, boom, trigger right in the chest, takes him down... Andrew basically channeling, basically channeling Robin Scherbatsky right there. So. Yeah, and, and, and it is like, or, or Maria Hill, anything, take your pick. No, it's, exactly. It's so dark, and he goes down like a fucking sack of potatoes, and I was like, oh my god, and, and, and I forgot. she's just on point for the rest of the scene. Oh, it's yep. amazing, it's like, so, oh my god, and I'm almost, like, I'm glad that in some respects that, like, you know, evil didn't prevail, but it was still pretty lovely to see her, like, go full, like, lunatic in this whole scenario. So she steps in, takes the gun, boom, kills her, kills him herself. All casual, just like, oh, well, you better try with a self-defense plea, because, I'll, I mean, I'll help you out in that sense, but I'm not gonna let you not, like, go down for this. And then and just, she's like, like, well, you did break into my house, so maybe that's not gonna work. Yeah, and he's Jesus just like, Christ, I and it. I love this, I do love this scene, because you have, again, Harrison is not played by Aaron Paul, even though he looks like he is. Picture an Aaron Paul-like person just kind of staring there, like, mouth open, Aaron Paul style. It's like, what? <laughs> like, like, what just happened? He's like, the gun is, like, in his brain, the gun is still, like, fucking, like, smoking. And he's just like, what the fuck? And, like, he's watching her, like, unravel the crazy. And she just starts going at it. And she just says, like, basically, like, well, I would have, like, blah, blah, And then, like, um... You know, all this stuff, like, all this kind of, I, I mean, I don't even have all the specifics, but she just goes, go, all this stuff, like, you're gonna get, like, you know, you're gonna get arrested for self-defense, blah, blah, you should have take a plea, but, you know, you did still break in, so I can't really help you out there, I'm probably gonna have my version of things. And she, I think, does she have the, she grabs a phone and calls the cops? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. And just starts going I would like it, to which, report a murder. And, but, and... but it's like, it's like like report a murder um yeah, she turns on, she turns and like on turns on a acting. dime and it's like whoa Kobe Smolders is so good and it's like you really do get to see him and he's like like they happen to have already figured this all out but also like he's clearly floored by the situation because he's like watching this this girlfriend he's in love with just turn into a true monster and blah 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 she starts like kind of playing like the unfortunately she starts trying to do like laps around them but they realize like okay we had to pop a pop the balloon and be like no actually it was a blank andrew was wearing it or, or was it a blank i guess no, it wasn't was a blank but no, 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 he was wearing a vest, vest it was a, my brain know, was, it was a blank thing. but he was wearing a vest as as the the foreshadowing from before True, and apparently but, had called him from a payphone earlier that day. i mean also to be fair it's also a very 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 risky decision on their point that she would not just shoot him in the face <laughs> like she could have <laughs> if she had like coldly shot him in the head it would have been a very different i mean it wouldn't have probably worked because that's kind of a cold way to kill someone and that probably would have been there would have been some more investigation she wanted something that looked like it was heat at the moment so chest is important for like the center of mass but like it's 
it's that's the I mean like I know that from watching enough true crime stuff that if you're shooting someone in the head it's a little too deliberate usually because you have to set it up there's a scenario where that's not something that could have happened necessarily unless you were like a marksman um and it doesn't seem like she she's like oh I'm afraid of having a gun in the house so and then so yeah they're like super super we got you for a conspiracy to murder commit murder turns back on the whole sweet girlfriend Sarah thing. Like, look, um, it's just I was like, I would have helped you, I swear. I would have protected you. Just said she you says to him, my notes, yeah. my, notes, my notes for that are just like, and she says to him, like, quote, I would have protected you. I'm like, girl, like, what are you <laughs> talking about? You literally just described how he was going to go away for at least a conspiracy, to, or I guess it would just be straight up murder. But it was just like, everything about it was like he was going to jail and she was ready to just pretty much just say bye. <laughs> like, there was nothing about that as protecting him. And no, one... Uh, one of the just going back slightly one of my favorite things about this episode at this moment was she's talking to the cops it's like oh my husband is dead as soon as she said that he gets up and it's like it was great too and he gets up in a really like he is a great I I mentioned him doing a good performance before too because I think he does a great job and like we're praising this a lot because this scene is actually pretty hilarious the rest of the episode is garbage but like (laughs) this scene alone is pretty stellar because it's like something out of like lifetime movies honestly it really is fantastic I, I recommend watching it if it only This one is so good. Oh, my God. And so, um, he, they start like, talking it, it, about, it, it, like... It seems insane, if you've not watched this episode, after we've, like, we've condemned, basically, the show's writing of this character. <laughs> because, like, obviously... It is trash! playing up the whole abusive, great... like, abuse yeah. oh, no, woman that's... thing. It's yeah. so troubling. Well, what's the, like, let me we can, we can mention that. So now, we, we, we're at the end of it. She gets arrested for, for conspiracy to commit murder. Um, pro- among maybe other things, I don't know. That, that's definitely the, the headline, though. And then uh, I think we should just at least stay there. So basically, this whole situation, she's played the the battered wife, which she's not a battered wife, um, or or any like any scenario like stalking victim, all that kind of stuff. So like she's just pretending to do that, and I I still think it's like such a creepy thing of all the things to like pretend to be. That's such a like it's almost like extra malevolent because she's so manipulative. That you're basically like pretending to be one of the most vulnerable people there are, and it's truly like catching people off guard because clearly, if anyone is you know in the situation where you're the most vulnerable, you're gonna be obviously a weak person or whatever, and you're not. I mean, that's true of people too in, in abusive relationships. They're not weak people. They're just you know it's it's circumstances, and I think that's kind of important to say as well. But like. In her case, she just happens to be not actually being abused. So, I mean, honestly, the the main difference here being that if she was being abused, this would basically be, like, enough. And I'd be like, shoot him again. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I've watched movies and shows that do it this way. And that's that's interesting. But this happens to be one that I think cheapens a little bit. That was that. (laughs) And then he, um, once they go over again, the fact that, um, uh... That true sees the future, essentially. Harrison, of course, says he, we could make a, a nice profit off of that. Which, uh, my, my reaction was like, honestly, he's right. So, you should go with that. Go with your instinct. And, um, uh, other than that, like... And he still doesn't believe that she, like, lives the days and everything after uh, all of this happens. After like, all of that. How could goodness. you say, like, we could turn a nice profit doing that? That, to me, like, is a very clear, like, I believe in you because this is... Even though it's a joke, well, maybe it's not even really a joke, but, like, yeah, he's not why would you why would you say something like that and not believe? Like, it's, it doesn't make sense. Like, he's such a piece of shit. Everyone in this but, show sucks. I think he asked uh, if she thinks that he actually had killed uh, 
Joe Flanagan in like the original timeline, and she says maybe, and then she says probably. <laughs> like Jesus, I would have preferred the show if it veered off into a show about like like the night of where we just watched the trial of Kobe Smolders. <laughs> like that God, would be yes. so much better. Oh my God, because she'd be like lying on the stand, and it'd be just marvelous. Yeah, she'd be it. working so hard to like get off, and I'm like, I want her to get off, even though I know she did all of this crime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, and then uh, we also get we also get the completely unneeded wrap up to the AJ Cook line. Which, uh, if you don't know who AJ Cook is, she's from Criminal Minds. I mean, she's pretty well known, I think. Right? We never mentioned yeah. that before, but so she's she's just there. Um, uh, she's like, oh, he was boring, but we did. So she, he was so boring while we were talking. I just yeah, she decided not to sleep with him. So they talked. No, and she did sleep with him. No. Oh, okay, gotcha. Mora, yeah, listen gotcha. to me. Yes, yes, right. She decided not to sleep with him to listen to Truth Advice. They talked. She realized he was boring, so she decided to sleep with him just so she didn't have to talk to him anymore. And then the sex was good. Which is, I mean, kind of nonsensical in a way, but whatever. Maybe, I mean, maybe it was I a rush. The sex was better know. after you got to know someone, maybe. I almost feel like they include stuff like that in these types of shows where they're trying to make it like some some of this like future stuff is random and they don't know which right. parts are random. But like they don't it's really like, clearly just if you ch- change one thing, then something else will be changed. So yeah, it's it's a little it's still early in the show though, so they can't really like you know bold italicize those types of moments quite as well. I doubt um, we're getting any follow ups on. Oh, I know. Darn, and they're sushi. They're getting sushi tomorrow, guys. But yeah, and then later on, um, the the same night guard as before um, was watching Jeopardy again, which is again this is the second back to back episode we've I've I've been furious about the Jeopardy because no one knows how to properly fucking portray Jeopardy on TV. So he says like mm, these people are so smart. I'm like no, no, they're not. They're not smart. Some <laughs> of them are dumb. smart. Apparently, all he knows is Gilligan's Island, so he's Look, so fucking dumb. I, I understand that everyone can do an entire Jeopardy board, but you could at least do the hundreds hundred questions. Those are like the most basic shit in the world. Also, he says. <laughs> What is this? This is like clearly set up specifically because this is fucking true calling, and she's reliving the day over again. And he says like, he says like, what? And she she knows the answer to one of the stupid questions about like what an orchid is. Like, oh my god, she's a genius. And he goes like, the only reason she could have known that, of course, he goes like, what? Is and now for this soundbite that would like be on commercials, I'm sure. What? Yeah. He goes what? A rerun? And she goes over to him and looks at him. Not for you. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, guess what? That bullshit, like, hot, hot take of yours, they don't rerun Jeopardy, you assholes. And this is all the 2003. They don't really even have any of a TiVo, and they're not putting that in a morgue basement. So I'm like, you're lying. I'm like, this is all a lie. You have a tape of Jeopardy? Did you have, like, a literal VHS tape? And then why are you asking if it's a rerun? Because you would have had to put the VHS tape in. Shut the fuck up. I'm like, I made me so mad. Like... <laughs> Can you picture a time when you've ever seen Jeopardy rerun at two in the morning? I'm like, not in a million years. I'm like, Jeopardy never reruns. It's only on at seven o'clock. Get out of here, you lunatics! I made me so mad. And so he's just like, ooh, like, ah. and then and then there's like a like a zoom out, like, oh my god, she sees the future. And then that's it. That's the wrap up for the fucking episode. And uh, yeah, so let's try and get everything else out because I know we want to get, get wrapped up. But so the we mentioned the pilot really, really briefly. I, I mentioned all the basic stuff about that. The one other thing I wanted to mention is that, like, 
she's like the whole like you know true's a runner bullshit there's a point at which during <laughs> the so angry all of a sudden oh you're really about Kobe Smolders, you're like i'm furious <sighs> well i was the only highlight of the episode for me everything else was garbage and the pilot the little bit of the pilot I, pilot I watched was all terrible and the scene the one scene where she's basically like getting her diploma for graduating um or certificate whatever i don't know if that's different for what she's getting but she gets the the, the at the big ceremony they're calling her name out she goes like for some reason, well, we know why. It's because her elevator in her building. Oh, that's the other thing I said when I said that she's really, I know she's kind of well off. She's got an elevator in her building. Even if it's on the fritz occasionally, you don't have an elevator in your building to like a seven floor of walk up without being somewhat well off, I would say, right? That's pretty, that's like, I'm uncomfortable yeah. saying that. So, regardless of that though, she's like running down the fire escapes in the pilot because like, the ele- someone from like inside the building is like, what's going on? Oh, the elevator's out! And it's like, oh no! So she's like, bolting down fire escapes. It's so fucking dumb. It's like a, like a 90s movie. And she's like, jumping down fire escapes. And I'm like, look, I understand if the elevator's out, that might add, like, an extra, what, 15 minutes having to do that stupid fire escape thing? How late are you to your own graduation ceremony that 15 minutes matters? Like, you should have She never has there. the time until she, she can always the days, busy. and then she doesn't sleep. And I was just so <laughs> mad. And so she just goes running to get her, her fucking diploma, and it's literally, like, they call True Davies. True Davies! And there's, like, no one there. And, she, and they're like, True Davies! And then she finally comes bolting in the side of the room like literally right where they're like walking up to the podium which is just like 2003 and they like let her run right up onto the stage grab the thing and walk off i'm like there's literally no way there's no way that would have happened and of course her family's not there because they all hate her she's so terrible they're all empty but like how how would you know what what door to burst in like ceremonies are never in the place you need them to be whenever like you don't know where oh, everything about it sucks and she just like grabs Davies. the fucking diploma and runs out and it's like oh and that's the pilot and it's like, <laughs> like that was like 10 minutes in. that's it that's the pilot that's like 10 minutes in and everything else after that's even worse so i was just like, oh. like that was like introduction to true is just like well besides her being a child who was <laughs> witness her mother's being gunned down in front of her like that's the introduction and you should only nail that if anything else and she did a terrible job with it so i'm like oh this is par for the course now on the on the wikipedia page among other things they mentioned the cancellation i just want to like super briefly go over because it it's super interesting so the, the series was canceled in 2005 like we mentioned because it was badly rated of course now like having a 4.5 million viewership is like insane <laughs> it will be the greatest Watch, show like, please come here uh, well which is all the more reason to reboot it with a better a better cast maybe i don't know or an equally great cast the or cast just, wasn't the problem ultimately. or just the spin-off of a kobe smolder's character kicking ass in prison <laughs> i'd watch it i uh, like find kobe and like ask her about this episode of television because or, or she should be on like season five of orange is the new black i'd find I don't even want to catch up with watching it. But, uh, so the, the series, uh, was canceled in 2005, and the final episode, um, aired technically in 2005, but then there was the other one that aired in 2008. Um, it, also it was awkward because it aired in a lot of other places before it was in the U.S., so it, everyone knew about it, and everyone People had already spoils. frustrated with what happened. Yeah, so it, it became a really lowly rated finale, because everyone was like, fuck it, I'm not watching that shit. And it resulted in a season three and series finale multiple cliffhanger ending, which is just like, of course it did. So at some point during the show, um, Jack was introduced as another yeah, person Jason Priestley in the second half of the first season. Jason Priestley. And he is, I think, like- He's an antagonist, but at the end of the day, he's kind of just sort of, you know, 
the the love interest almost in a way. It was Is just he too a love interest. Though? Yeah, he would have been. I think he would have well, been. No, I know Eric Christian Olsen is the love interest next season, and Matt Bomer's a love interest this season. She's right. Lucky fucking. Well, yeah, those are words you just said. <laughs> yeah, she fucking dated Eric Christian Olsen and Matt Bomer in the first season. Like crazy, crazy dating list among but among yeah, other people. Uh, but those are the two. The thing is that Jack has her same ability, but he believes in the natural order of things, so he like works to make sure these people do die instead of right. helping them. But and it makes no sense. Like, his yeah, whole I guess, thing... It, I guess I apparently him. he knew her mom and possibly killed her? Yeah, I think let her die. I guess He's the one who gunned it. her down? Let her get done, gunned down. Like, what's, what's confusing to me with him, too, is, is that, like, he's the antagonist, for sure. But, like, it's... He's... The whole, like, natural order of things. It's like, to me, I'm like, you're not really, though. Because the natural order of things is just, like, living your day-to-day life. And, like, if things change, they change. Like, the natural order of things is, like, letting them continue to exist no matter what. Like, the fact that you're ha- helping the things happen is is weird. But you could argue, we'll find out later on, is that the reason she does that is because she has had situations where, like, people start remembering. Like, she has a boyfriend who she saved Yeah, that's the uh, Christian Olsen. Yeah. So, in, uh, so, according to the Wikipedia, some of the cliffhanger finales are... So, True's two romantic interests, um, uh, a fellow medical student named Jensen um, begins... Well, one of her other ones, begins to remember reliving occurrences he and True had together from the negated timeline when he was killed, and he becomes obsessed with death. And then, although initially highly antagonistic to Jeff, uh, to Jack, sorry, uh, True invites him to a Christmas party with her, hinting that he may become an ally against her father, Richard. Which means, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> your father, Richard. What is your father besides just, like, he doesn't care? I think he no, was, no, like, no, a no. villain. They, uh, no, they, they, um, I think her mom, um, has the same, um, um, Power. uh, powers as her. Correct. And so it was assumed that uh, Richard, her father, had the same power as Jack. Right. Sort of, like... That's why I think I always him, thought so. that he was going to be her love interest because it was kind of hinted that they were similar. Like, there's a lot of, like, he's just like that, my father stuff when he first came on. I remember that much, at least. But it's it's Right, and that her dad would be really become the big evil he's, sort of He's thing. like the angel of death. Like, that's kind of the vibe you get from him. Is like, sort of mm. like, I need to write this. And it's a little, it's, it's a little bit, like, creepy even though it's just sort of the same as what she does which is still creepy i guess but like it's a little darker than hers because he's basically trying to initiate someone getting murdered or killed or whatever the case may be uh or just dying i guess i guess some of them were just people just dying but um so uh in addition to that dr carrie allen a new psychologist at the morgue who's revealed to be an agent of jack's working trying to seduce him and subvert davis (laughs) learns about the truth seduce davis which is nuts Learns about the learns about true from Davis. Up and back his character, people. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So imagine that, and uh, Davis has yet to tell true about this. So like, he learns the truth about true. Like it, it, it's complicated, but like that that's another plot. And then Jack um taking on or talking to True's father hints that he is still intent on killing Jensen. So that's the that's the guy that she'd saved in the past, despite having failed to seal his fate in the previous episode. So he basically wants to try and make sure he dies. And then after the cancellation, the original shows one of the show's writers discussed. Okay, the yeah, I'm am sorry, real quick, but yeah, the Wikipedia says that it was Jack who killed her mother, like had the mother gunned down. So oh well, yeah, witnessed it. Like he could he didn't do it himself though. Well, no, I'm reading this. It says uh, knows Jack Harper and that he had played a similarly antagonistic. And seeing this like role versus True's mother terminated her by hiring a hitman to kill her. So neither Harrison nor Oh find yeah, out. yeah. I mean, it, it definitely was him that, that made sure she died. Sorry, I should say that. But I just, he didn't pull the trigger. I guess technically, even though he did hire someone to do it. 
But um, well, yeah, that so he still had her gunned down. Yeah, that's not like really well, good he, love interest. I only, uh, yeah, no, no, I, I agree. But it was so again. I was why of, are they versus her father? No, I know it makes no sense. Together. But also, like he wasn't standing next to like seven year old true like finger guns, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> as she's getting murdered. Um, but yeah, but also so, is he like immortal? Is, is that it's complicated. I, I think that they're supposed to be like they like slowly age because he definitely like isn't a, he wasn't a child he's definitely not 22 he's just a fucking priestly it's, it's complicated <laughs> I, well also like is he like a 10 year old as this is happening like there's so many things like i have questions but they have no answer. <laughs> a 10 year old hiring a hitman i guess we should all watch all the show and then know these answers but yeah, i feel we, like we even should. if we did there'd probably be less information so i don't know yeah, but so, probably but, just uh, be like I, well, I watched the kobe smolders episode again why am i continuing this yeah i mean this is pretty much all i need um but so uh, after the cancellation, one of the writers, Doris Egan, uh, discussed the series mythology and plans they had in the future uh, story act for uh, four consecutive live journal entries, which would set the premise of uh, two opposing forces influencing humanity, one presumably helping Jack, then that refuses the uh, to interfere with other people like that. They're going to have one, one version of them being the Jack people that refuses to interfere with people and allow people to evolve at their own pace, blah, blah, blah. And then the other side, presumably being true, the other ones trying to improve things and revolt against heaven. So the proposed storylines included True's boyfriend Jensen becoming more and more fascinated, this is crazy, more and more fascinated by death after her narrowly saving her his life. Oh my god, he he, to die. I just ran ahead of you. Yeah, yep. he would eventually become a serial killer I mean, as a result of that. Wilson, so and she would be forced, well. yeah, she would be forced to, that'd be great, she would be forced to ask Jack to help in killing him to stop his reign of terror, which is like... I My God, it. it's great. And so then Jack and True's father would cite this as justification for them stopping True from saving people as she is messing with predestination, which so, is tr- it's very so true. Very true. Pr- team Jack. So why are they yeah. versus? I don't. Know well, what's it's happening. it's one of those things. I don't it's like how True's father factors into any of this. It's like it's like any kind of vampire lore where it's like, well, they all want blood. It's just they have different ways of getting it. <laughs> so. Uh, so Harrison would discover that he he his father is in league with Jack and is torn in deciding whose side to side or whose side to take on things, given what happened to True's boyfriend. Why don't uh, you just Dave- go bet on the pony some more, Harrison? No one needs you for anything. <laughs> oh my god! And then Davis's fake girlfriend, Doctor Carrie Helen, which is just so like fucking nuts, arranged by Jack and Richard to divide him from True, begins to genuinely care for him and develop a romantic. She's the worst him. fucking spy then. Yep, and however, he discovered that she really did kill her violent and abusive husband and must decide whether to turn her in. I'm like, well, oh, can, so someone's can... husband actually was abusive. Exactly. And then Davis also discovers that, that True's mother was to support, or was supposed to be her mentor, um, like Jack is to, like Richard was to Jack with her dead, and now he takes that role. So she basically n- didn't get trained on how to do this. And then Clearly. True, which is like, not only was her father, like, really shitty to her, like, he was okay as a as a mentor to someone. Not okay. Well, okay in their scenario. He he was there for someone else as a child. It's like, what's your excuse, shitty dad? So True and Jack also would find themselves beginning to experience anomalies in reality, allowing one or more versions of the standard storylines to exist. And then, as hinted in the last few episodes of the series, including being able to take other people with them on their this rewind. Too to much. Explore. That is too much, but I definitely remember that. I don't know. I think... Episode. I think I would actually like that. It's pretty much sliders. Though, it is sliders. Know, so. It is very much sliders. But it's <laughs> so. like sliders without any of the rules. And that makes me no, kind of nuts. Yep. 
And then um, Jack and True uh, became also became involved in a bank siege in one of their plots, in which Jack and her father use a mysterious journal in order to pick up hostages, which will die and which won't. Afterwards, Jack would begin a relationship with a beautiful motorcycle cop. <laughs> <laughs> he meets during the incident, and his feelings to her make him question the morality of his actions and his monk-like solitary existence. Let's see, um, who would have le- played the motorcycle cop? Uh, let's see, it's been 2004... Uh, um, um oh. or Fox, remember this. Oh, no, no, I know exactly Fox. who. Oh, who's the one from, um... I would have said Olivia Wilde. Scrubs. Oh, I guess she seemed... Well, yeah, I guess so, It would have been Olivia Wilde if they, if they could have... Yeah. Who's the, who's the, um, um, Heather Locklear? <laughs> that's <what I> <laughs> oh, no, that's just, like... <laughs> That's just, like, you're playing with fire there. I know, but that's exactly what I picture. Maybe it's like this picture of her, like, pulling the helmet off and then shaking her hair. All right. It's just then, higher, you know, yeah. I mean, Shannon Doherty, you know. Uh, let's be real. She was already, like, <laughs> like filming yeah, commercials for Education Connection. Uh, so I then, mean, Shannon Doherty, she was already, like, they were trying to save North Shore with her on Fox at the time, so... So the last corpse to talk after, or to ask True, ask for True's help is her 12-year-old half-sister. Which, True's what? <laughs> yup. Her dad, her dad, her shitty dad was actually friendly to those ones, so she really feels like the need to help her. Or, it'd be even better if she was she's like, a 12-year-old half-sister. I know, but also, like, it'd be Remember, great if True... her, her actual sister is erased from the show's narrative. <laughs> yes. And also, like, I would have loved the scenario in which she just is like, you know what? My father should have loved me more. And he, she just lets her die. <laughs> Dark. Uh, the oh, last no, well, it read, is... the, read the rest of it, though. Yeah, so I'm saying yeah. that. So True succeeds in saving her, and when Jack, Jack attempts to stop her, he's killed by True's father, who cannot bear to let his youngest child die, whatever else he believes. The series would end on a cliffhanger with Jack's corpse in the morgue asking True to save him. No so, the yeah. Irony. <laughs> I mean, that seems, I know it's, it's a little bit rambling at the end, but I feel like it's super important because, like, that's a crazy amount of stuff to have on a show that got canceled. Like, they were pretty far, I guess, into hoping it could get to a different network, and they never did, and they just kind of had to, like, throw it all out there if they wanted to get it heard. But, it, like I said, it didn't air the finale in some places until 2008. Can, like, that's I, nuts. can I just read a couple of synopses? Please do, and we'll Okay, so I, I, like, just two of, like, the last ones in season two, like, because uh, that's at least this episode. I want to read four and then the synopsis for six as well. So episode so four, The Last Good Day, True and Jack have no idea how to react when a girl Jack is interested in commits suicide, <laughs> causing True to experience what pow- Jack's power feels like and causing Jack to experience what True's powers feel like, leading True to believe that Jack is meant to save her. The distraught Jack turns to True's father for advice. Like... <laughs> you, you, you that face when <laughs> the one you're you're with commits suicide. Like, what the fuck? Like, this show is so dark in some ways and Seems so not dark. Insane. Like, that's why I say. That's why I said the Alan Alda thing. It's like it's almost so dark it turns around and becomes light again. Like because season two is like the Kobe Smulders in this episode right? of seasons basically. Because it's like it's like how could something that dark even be like watchable and not be like like fucking Oz or something you know like it's it's so incredibly dark and whatever and the series finale like, the one that didn't air till two thousand eight was the night before Christmas again it was a Christmas, Christmas episode too yes. yes on Christmas Eve which by the way which it aired, aired, aired in April so I don't know why it was, yeah well no it aired, it also but it, it should have aired in April but they didn't actually air it until January twenty first. <laughs> True relatively so finds herself Christmas. working with Jack to save an old cadaver, <laughs> leaving her confused as to Jack's true narr- uh, motives. Harrison, believing his father is having an affair, 
Like, with who? Is this... I guess he remarried if there's a, a half-sister? I don't know. But yeah, Probably, maybe his father's yeah. having an affair. Accidentally catches Richard having a meeting with Jack, leading to disastrous consequences. Like, Jensen begins to feel the wrongness of truth subverting fate by saving him. Like, dun, 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 dun. can we just like discuss that for one second before we finish up? Is it, like... Not, again, we've mentioned it before. It was everything else up into that. April, April, April 2005. All aired in April. And then we have the one episode airing January 21st, 2008. It was a Christmas yeah, because, episode because... in the middle and the end of January, so it's far outside the Christmas season at that point, really. Even though it's still kind of winterish. Because wasn't not... it like they were filming the show and then they decided to cancel it when they were filming yep. it? And, and they didn't and it... air that until people bitched enough, and then oh, then they aired it, and it's like on Sci-Fi Channel, so not even on the same channel. And it was just like everything about it is just a disaster. <laughs> I mean, it's just like three years. You got to think about that though, like. And also, it was just the one episode, and it was the series finale. So, like, people watching that, like, who watched that? Like, can you imagine, like, turning that on, and then just, like, I assume, like, you're on the sci-fi channel, and, like, they're like, we're doing a true calling marathon. And then, like... Yeah, that's what it did. Okay, and then it's like, wait, I've not seen this episode. Wait, because it never aired until now. Which is... I'm definitely... There were people... Probably myself, let's be honest, at the time. I probably did tune in and watch it. But, like, at the same time, I'm like... I want to know the life of the people that accidentally... Or just, like, without any kind of context... Turned on just the series finale of this show they've seen, like, the one time. Because, like... That's crazy. It's crazy. It's a little crazy to actually air it three years later. Because that's, like, a full... Like, three... Like, so many other things have happened and stopped at that point. Like, no one remembers this show... No one remembers this show now. It's another one of those shows that's all over YouTube. So if you want to watch any of this, I do recommend you you scroll around. I'm not going to give any direct links because I don't want anything to get pulled. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I will say the creepy factor has increased because two of the pilots I tried to watch, one, it was such like a fucking YouTube thing. Because, you know, on YouTube, in order to get around this, to get around the contract or, uh, you know, uh, copyright, they speed up or slow down things. So I had one that was like, sped up and one that was slowed down so I had like one version of the pilot that's like hi true I'm blah, 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 death gun down <laughs> and then the other one's like gun down, gun down. <laughs> it was so weird it was so like creepy like everything about it like ugh. like watching a funeral at like you know chipmunk level speed versus even like a <laughs> slow speed like either one was just super weird and so make sure you find one that's not like weird. But otherwise, every I think everything is on. I, I would I definitely would argue that most of it's there. So you could scroll around and find all of it. It's worth it. I think if anything, you should watch just the pilot and then this episode. And if you think that's good, then you'll like the rest of it. Because I watched this obsessively. I was just so I mean, into Elijah Dushka at the time. It was just like yeah. Obviously, you have stupid idiots like Harrison and just like a lot of questions about how True was investigating things. But it's fun. It's a dumb show, and a lot of it's stupid, but, um... I yeah, I mean, it's a cool concept, exactly. Yeah, right. I find well, it, like, endlessly... Solid, so. It's like, if you like those types of, like, campy, like, you know, um... Prestige, like... I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's, it's just sort of like a... If you like a, a premise that's interesting... It's you a high-concept show, it. like, Sliders, that was, like, improperly executed for, like, numerous reasons. There are so many shows like this, too. I'm like, it really is just before its time. If this was just... I mean, it really could be rebooted very easily, I think, on a lot of different networks. But if this had aired, say, like, two seasons ago, this would have succeeded, I believe. I mean, certainly it would be different people, because none of these people are that, at that point in their career, really, besides maybe a couple here and there. But, like, really... It would probably flourish. It's something very similar in tone to, say, like a Sleepy Hollow in, in some ways. So I think it would probably do well on Fox even now. But it, it did not then. 
All right. Well, do we have any other wrap-up notes? The Zach Galifianakis stuff. According to the profile, Galifianakis hated True Calling and was desperate to get off the show, so he decided the best way to get out of his contract was to get fired. He would tell just who she was eating her way to cancellation, direct quote. Other oh. times, after a cable read, he would stand up and tell the writer, great Karen, and then put the script in the trash. Like, like he's, such a, he's such a piece of shit at this point. Yeah, and IMDb says yeah. he, uh, he has also smoked a lot of marijuana off the set. So. Whoa! Spoilers. Uh, but like, oh, right? Oh, no. <laughs> it, it, this is also, like, we should be clear, we're mentioning Zach Galifianakis. It, it's pre... I think even, like, I mean, it was right around Comedians of Comedy, maybe? I think? Maybe? I think he went on that sh- that, that tour uh, right around that exact, like, airing date kerfuffle, like, right afterwards. He, like, went off, like, fuck this, I'll take whatever money I got from that one on Comedians of Comedy tour. That's 2005. So, yeah, I think it's probably, like, yeah, a year exactly after this, it yeah. ended. And he was like, fuck it. Because on, on that, you can tell he's definitely, like, recovering from the fact that he was just like, well, And and this is also Zach Galifianakis pre-that. So that is what I think, among other things, and, like, the Purple Onion, is around the time when his career was starting to, I would say, like, sizzle. And obviously, Hangover is what everyone, like, that's what made him super famous. But, like, he was definitely somebody who was at least well-known before that. A lot of people don't remember... Mm-hmm. He had another talk show before uh, Between Two Ferns where he was just, it was just Zach Galifianakis, clean-shaven dude who was on, I, again, I, I feel bad, I don't remember if it was MTV or not, let me look that up right now. But uh, it was like a, it was, I think it was kind of like almost like a music slash, like, uh, it was Beach One, shit. Late World was Beach One. It's a weird show. I was a really huge fan of his, so I've gone pretty far into his IMDb. Um, and that's part of why I think this is one of those shows that I have like a soft spot for because I... I watched this partly because of um, Elijah Dushku, but by the time I was, like, interested in the show, I liked his character a lot. He's a very interesting character on the show, so if you do watch it, you'll know what I'm saying. He's kind of the quirky... Like, again, I, I've compared him to, like, a Robbie. Like, if you like somebody who's, like, the fun guy who's in on the, on the uh, secret kind of thing, he's the person for you. And what's weird to me is, like, he, he, I think, succeeded in many ways on, like, Late World with Zack, but, like, this is the show where I think he kind of almost got his first bit of, like, success so it's ironic that he eventually like pretty much just tried to get fired from it and i think that kind of goes with the kind of zach galifianakis that's current where he's just kind of a, a raving character actor or lunatic person whatever you want to describe him as like he's a living character i think on purpose in, in more present time but yeah so i could see why he would not want necessarily to be on the show because it wasn't i don't think amazing but i'm i'm happy that he was on it among other people because i found it pretty interesting and i think you guys should watch it <laughs> All right, so do we have any other wrap-up stuff? That's I pretty think much we're it. good. Oh, no. All right, let's move on to plugs. What's up with you, Latoya? Uh, you can find me at Twitter, on Twitter at LaFergs, and then you can find stuff I'm doing out that way. All right, and what's up with you, Ryan? Not much, but yeah, you can just check me out on Twitter, sort of that guy, so. Awesome, and as always, I'm also uh, on Twitter, at Mari. <laughs> The next episode of this show, guys, this is episode 99. Next episode is episode 100. 100. So, stay tuned for the first time we are officially repeating a show, although we have unofficially repeated episodes of Save by the Bell, but that was mostly just because of circumstance and it was different types of Save by the Bell and emotionally we were not quite repeating it because it was a holiday special. But this is a truly, like a, like a purposely duplicitous show because it's a, I mean, I think probably... One of the best we've done, and I'm excited to, re- to revisit it, because it's the Chad Michael Murray directed episode of One Tree Hill, 
Isn't the Chad Michael Murray written episode, actually? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Written episode. I'm not familiar with it, so I was just saying direct. (laughs) So, Chad Michael Murray written episode, which is almost even better because he doesn't have to direct. But it's season six, episode 11. We three, (laughs) in in parentheses, my echo, my shadow, and me. (laughs) Fucking, it's going to be a nightmare. So, stay tuned for that. That's next time. And then, in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at the Televoid. You can email us at thetelevoid at gmail.com. Rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes, and leave a comment there. Uh, if we get more, we will be able to review, drunkenly, the Entourage movie. And we're, I think we're close to it, so do it, guys. All right, so stay tuned next time. Thanks for wandering to the Televoid, guys. See you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>